0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex.
1: Begging for death. You had a great look on your face there.
0: Joining us tonight, <laughs> special guest, Erica. Say hi. One month. <laughs> One month, Alex. Until what? Let me guess.
2: Wait. Wait. I'm assuming it's The Witcher? Correct. Correct. But I thought I heard you say that was like two weeks away.
1: No. I have three weeks until I have a uh, trip with a friend, which I'm immensely looking forward to. And then the week after that, I will be uh, going to a friend's house, who is also a super dork, sitting down for eight hours and watching the entire season two of The Witcher. And I cannot express to you how excited I am about it.
2: Where are you going? Where's your vacation? Dork County. Oh. No Bob? no. No Bob. Oh. Going with a that's friend. the best type of vacation.
1: It's it's literally like we've talked about it. We're literally just going to like sit in the hotel room, maybe go to dinner, enjoy the 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 indoor pool and just fucking sit and be alone. So it'll be great.
0: So Alex, I think what she's saying is you should just come over that weekend and you can you can You can set up on the couch down here. I can set up on the Xbox upstairs. And we just order pizza and wings all weekend. I just live here for the weekend. I assumed that he would be over at least one of those nights. Because usually when
1: I go out for an evening, he's immediately like, I'm going to call Alex and we're going to order food. Is usually what ends up happening.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much accurate.
1: So there's that, and then the following Saturday, I'm actually going by a uh, uh, podcast superfan Sass's house. Oh, and, big, fan. Uh, big, big fan. fan. Big fan. Can't,
2: can't picture her face. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know her personally. Huge fan.
1: Huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Uh, well, I, a didn't, lot of good I, I didn't realize that our, our our listening audience had grown exponentially. I, I was under the impression that we had a listener, and I would listen on occasion. He's very
2: buff. He likes to put together PCs.
0: It's true super mm. nerd super nerd
1: our beloved listener um but yeah apparently more people listen so i'm sorry i guess but i
2: i think the podcast is good personally oh i think it's delightful oh no, you well. just said you just said i'm sorry so you must think it sucks
1: mostly i'm apologizing for for my asides i've been talking about a lot of fanfic lately
2: oh that's okay
1: alex appreciates me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well
2: Let's see. You talk about, let's see. What what are what do each of us talk about that the other two definitely couldn't give a shit about?
1: Well, when you, you guys talk about tech, I go away. I'm just like, yeah, nope. Like you guys true. get on phones or something and I'm like, "Hey, guess what? Don't give a shit. I'll talk to you in 45 that's minutes." That's
2: true. Yeah. If you if you start talking about Fanfic. I just nod my head. Well, you guys both go listening. away. And it's just me talking to you. I do the myself. same thing to Bob when he talks about running. I like, think we
1: both do that. Yeah.
2: I, I nod. <laughs> we go I, away. I pretend my face says I'm engaged. And then I'll ask questions based on keywords that I'm hearing <laughs> that slice through the silence that I've created in my mind. That's just
1: good interview technique. Yeah. So.
2: No, as I said before, I'm the Joe Rogan of not being a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: I am excited, though. I'm much uh, less
2: wealthy as a result, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> uh, Bob just finished watching uh, Foundation today, the first season mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to throw a microphone in front of his face, and I'm just going to be like, go. Because he has, he has a lot of issues.
2: Well, I had heard when it first came out that people weren't big fans.
1: I watched the first episode, and it did not grab me. Um, no. You watched all of it, Yes.
0: Yeah, I hate watched it.
1: Yeah. And you could tell, like, I'd come in and I'd be like, you're clearly not enjoying yourself. I can't wait to talk about this when it's done. Because I have no connection to the Asimov books. I've never read them. Yeah. I don't really care. He loves those books.
0: Yeah, I read those books usually once a year.
1: Yeah. And when you you have all, I think all It's like like one of of the
0: five things I read.
1: And you were excited. You were pretty pumped for the show. And then you got in there and it was like,
0: well, what do we say? Um, David escoyer is uh, the showrunner and I think the lead writer on it. So,
1: well, he needs a steady hand. He uh, needs a Chris Nolan in there to be like.
2: I have no. decided he's no good without Christopher Nolan.
1: I think that's a a, a very fair. Assessment. I'm starting
2: to wonder if Christopher Nolan actually wrote Batman Begins, <laughs> and David escoyer just like. Sat there and typed, so he got a he got a screenwriting credit. It's entirely possible screenplay. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and a lot of stuff can change. I mean, you have your your script and your shooting script, and then what actually happens. I mean, is very much the director. It's very much what happens in editing. You can save a lot of shit with editing. I'll say, um, the original Star Wars, for example, that first movie was saved in in editing. But it's um
0: well, it'd be really interesting to to get the perspective from you know people who who did not read the books. Um, I know the first episode didn't really grab you at all, but
1: and I've popped in here and there, but really the only thing that I've gleaned from the show is that Lee Pace's character is a sociopath yes, and I've been enjoying that yes as a as a thread, but
0: yeah, I because mean, there there are things in the show that they've that are good I think they've got some really good concepts and Lee Pace is doing a good job as um, Cleon and uh, but the problem with the show is that it's not foundation you know it, it, it's it wants to be something different and that's fine but then don't make don't try to put the foundation tag on it
1: Well and I think we talked about this a little bit it's the same with like a Westworld where that granted that first season of Westworld was was great. I really liked the first season. But then it started falling into that trap of like, oh it's it's smart sci-fi. I don't know if you people can hear the air quotes I'm putting around smart, but where it kinda it doesn't think it's 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 farts smell. And it's like oh they're throwing out concepts and like ideas and plot points where you're like, okay But I've thought about that for five seconds, and that don't make no
0: sense. Well, and I think part of the problem with adaptation, right, is if you, like, you look at Asimov, who wrote the books, right? Like, he was very, clearly very passionate about the stories that he was telling. He believed those things. Like, he was, he was there actually formulating these ideas and you know of course he had help and editors and all that fun junk but this was this was something very close to him um and then you get you know a bunch of people you know, 50 years later who are like well we need to make a show so let's just let's just dust off asimov and you know and go make a show because we can make money off of it.
1: Well, I think what the problem is, is that, and when you when you see a, a good adaptation, and I'm not going to, because, yeah, we're going to talk about this more when we do our thing, but, is what you have to do if you're going to adapt to something, is you have to look at thing, distill thing down to its essence. What, what, what makes thing thing? And then, okay, how can we translate that to a new medium while still staying faithful to to the
0: thing. Well, here, what are some of the what are some really great adaptations? I mean, I think The Witcher is a pretty solid adaptation. Witcher, sure? and I have
1: read most of the short stories that the first season is based on, and I do think they've done a good job of translating that to a more modern, not modern because it was written in the eighties, but like they've taken the ideas, they've looked at shit, and they're like, okay, how can we flesh out this? How can we improve it, but still staying Because it's not a one to one thing. A book to a show, you can't, it's impossible to do it as it is on the page Mm because it's a completely different medium. Yeah. Well,
2: until, you know, I know now we like to joke that Game of Thrones as a TV show doesn't even exist anymore. The first four seasons are amazing. Until they ran out of material to adapt,
1: it was a good adaptation. They were
2: doing a great job adapting it. Yes. Lord of the Rings.
1: The initial movies, yes, the initial movies. are a very good adaptation.
2: I always point to 300 as a great adaptation.
0: Um, Jurassic
2: Park.
1: Yes.
0: Is an excellent adaptation.
1: That's one of the, the few instances where I will point to and say the movie is better than the book, personally. I know you really like the book. I think the mm-hmm. book is kind of dog shit. But, <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Oh well, no! It's you see it. How am I going to make this work on screen? How can I translate this to make it more interesting and be visually pleasing and just work in that medium? Yeah. But I... you and doing that, but still staying faithful to the core tenets of what this is, Jurassic Park. It's that, yeah. Life, life finds a way, right? It, and they keep that, and it works.
0: Mm-hmm. Also. The the only thing, and and I know they had to do this for the movie, is uh, Hammond is a huge piece of shit in the books.
1: Well, I think part of that too is what's the, who's the actor that you get because when you right. when you do bring in unless you're George Lucas and it's just like no you're gonna do exactly what I tell you, do not bring any of yourself into the role, go fuck yourself. The actor comes in and it's like okay we've got, uh uh it's Richard Attenborough right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, he comes in, maybe he has a take that you didn't necessarily see, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's run with that then. That's, I,
0: that'll work better. See, but but what, what I appreciated about it is you took, you know, a, an actor took a character and took it in a different direction, you know, but it, it, it maintained functionally the, what the original product was. Yes. You know, what... The problem I have with foundation is that you are throwing away, and I hate this because it's fucking the same word, but you're throwing away the foundation of the series in a lot of ways. And Well, like I
1: said, when you distill Asimov down, what is one of the things that it's like, okay, if this is still going to be foundation, what do we need to keep? Right. And the three laws of robotics... This was great. So he watched the episode, comes charging out, and he's he. no no no! You watched the episode, and you you hadn't had to think about it yet. You had to think, and then you jumped on Reddit, and somebody pointed it out. Yeah, and then you
0: came storming out. Yeah. So I, without giving away um, exactly what happened, um, there is a violation of the rules of robotics, and um, one. So this bothered me too about it is there's, there is a, um, uh, and I've inadvertently given it away, but, um, there is a, there's a plot, uh, point in the books. But spoilers character foundation. Yeah. yeah the, the show and the books, the books are ancient, but, um, in the books, there's a character, um, called Demerzel, um, who turns out to be a robot that's many thousands years old um, who actually comes from the Robot series. And so the thing with the Asimov books is you've got the Robot series, the Foundation series, the Empire series, um, and uh, they're all intertwined. They're all in the same universe. And it kind of goes from um, the you know the inception of robots and earth probably more around our current timeline to like tens of thousands of years in the future after humans have colonized the galaxy and one of the you know it, it it's both a plot device and, a, and an interesting character is um, our Daniil Alava who is a robot from the uh, from the robot series And Ardeniel manages to survive through the entire series. And this is, when you find this out in the books, it's like a big deal and it's this huge revelation. Well, and Ardeniel is important. But then in the show, they just kind of drop that Demerzel is here and that Demerzel's a robot. They don't explain anything about the three laws of robotics, which are hugely critical to the original you know, the robot books. Because the robot books are actually like detective books. Um and it, it deals with like how um Elijah Bailey needs to uh you know, solve these crimes, but the robots can't violate the three rules of robotics and R. Daniil is his co detective and it's interesting, but the show just is like, yeah, we're taking the concept of robots, but then we're going to not discuss the three laws of robotics at all. Not even to say like, not even a throwaway line like, yeah, we had a reprogram like a couple thousand years ago so she could do whatever we want. So you're just ignoring that. You're ignoring a fundamental property of the show of the books well the and series
1: that in and of itself makes it a poor adaptation then it's just very it, it's it's it it feels like everything you've seen before mm-hmm. like they make lee pace into like a he's like a sociopath it's like the first 10 minutes in it's like oh you're this guy <laughs> you're evil murderer guy okay i got it great cool <laughs> What a fresh take on a, a Now he's
0: a very good evil murderer. Oh, guy. he's
1: doing good with what he's got, but it's just like I don't care about this at all. Oh, well,
0: it's Lee Pace. He's gonna be good. Yeah. I saw what was that show you said I need to watch? Halt and Catch Fire. That's right.
2: Yeah, you should both watch that. It's excellent.
0: I think it's on Netflix.
2: Yeah. I put it on your list. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's sitting proudly next to great British bake off and so, the
0: Witcher. So I would love to hear, um, you know, non-book readers' opinions of it and, and what you think. Uh, it it did not work for me. I probably will not watch season two. Um, and did it get renewed? I think so. Um, and there was just some shit that happened in that final episode, Erica. Don't make much sense. Save it,
1: because we're gonna ch- we're gonna have another chat. And we're going to deep dive. I can feel Alex doesn't want to talk about this anymore. So we're going to we're going to move on. Well, what does Alex know, want to talk
2: about? Well, you guys brought up Westworld and it's interesting because yeah, the first season of Westworld was very good, if I remember.
1: I thought it was good. Correctly. I enjoyed it very much so.
2: Um but I do seem to recall for me anyway I felt in the second and because I think there's only been three seasons, right? Only been three seasons. Yeah. I felt in the second and third season, it was strange because I remember enjoying everything with um, I can't remember the actor's name, the black guy, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. I remember enjoying everything with his character, and I remember generally enjoying most things with the man in black. Because the show had been kind of been split up into, like, four storylines, you know. There would be Jeffrey Wright's character, whose mm-hmm. name I can't recall. I don't remember it either. The Bernard. Man- Bernard. Thank you. The Man in Black. Uh, who was Evan, Yvonne, whatever, Rachel Wood. Never
1: yeah, Rachel Wood. I don't remember. Dolores? Dolores? Dolores.
2: Dolores. And whoever Talia Newton was playing. Um, Maeve. Maeve. Yeah. So, I just remember... Not enjoying really anything with Dolores and Maeve in seasons two and three, especially three, like everything Dolores was just horrible. three
1: was just like, what are we even doing guys? Three,
2: three was like, we're going to bring in what's his face from breaking. We're going to bring in
1: breaking, breaking bad. And
0: that'll save the show. I
1: thought he did a good job with what he was given, but it was just kind of like, this is so far removed from what we were doing. It's it's just, if it,
0: I was him, I would never leave that house in Idaho. It's a nice house. It's a nice house. I find him...
2: I think once you're so identified with one character, you almost become distracting in other things. That's
1: fair. I think that's fair. I
0: I think part of that is his voice is extremely distinctive. Yes. And... um, And It's a
1: shame because he's a really good actor. He was amazing at Breaking
0: Bad. So, like, he's never going to... I mean, for his voice alone... You will always be Jesse. You will always be Jesse, and you're going to be a little bit more limited in the roles that people will give you. And it's it's a blessing
2: and a curse, right? Because it's a highly successful show. I'm sure he made a very good amount of money off of it. But, yeah, I do kind of always identify him with that role and that character, sort of like how I think most people just always think Jennifer Aniston is Rachel. Yeah. You know, and she pretty much kind of is the same person in most things. There's a few actors like that. Like, Oh, who was the one? There was someone I was thinking of the other day. Oh, uh, who's playing, who's in the movie red notice with the rock, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. He just plays the same character. Ryan Reynolds is the same exact character. In every single movie he's in. And I I haven't seen Red Notice. I heard it's nothing special. We
1: flipped it on like right before dinner the other day and then we didn't turn it back on because the preview on Netflix was like Jurassic Park related and made us chuckle. So we were like, all right, we'll give it a try. But
0: I heard that was the only good part. Okay. So we're just not going to bother then? I don't think so.
2: Okay. For me, I just feel, and believe me, I'd love to hear I'm wrong. I feel Ryan Reynolds kind of always plays this aloof, goofy, no, no, yeah, like he's always the same guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I enjoy the man. Fun to look at, great as Deadpool, but no, yeah, he's the, it's the same dude in and, every goddamn and, and movie.
2: And his co-star in that movie, The Rock, pretty much. The Rock is, is just The Rock. Always The Rock.
1: You were watching, was it Jungle Cruise?
0: Oh, jeez! Yeah. I came
1: in after D&D last weekend, I think it was. And I was just like, really? We've got this on? And we're watching, and I'm just like, wow, Disney just doesn't do sets anymore, huh? <laughs> They've just got those poor actors on, like, green screen, and it's like, yeah, there's some tennis balls to hit your cues, and go ahead. Godspeed. Oh, and it's so
2: obvious, too.
1: Like, painfully so. And it, it it really fucking bothers me. And I know why they do it. But it's just like... It's just so bad that it pulls you out of the movie.
2: I get it. But in certain circumstances, it must be more cost effective to just go film on location. Depending on what type of movie you're doing. And
1: can't we just go film at a bar? Like, what... See,
0: see, the problem with filming on location instead of CGing everything is you can't farm it out to non-union South Korean shops. Well, that's
1: exactly what it is. That's what I, I was referring to when yes. I said I know why they do it. Because they don't want to use... because Your prop people, your people on sets, the camera operate... All those people are union and they're expensive. So, yeah, if you can farm it out to the poor... Uh, uh, Folks working for pennies on the dollar. Your movie just looks like shit.
2: I feel like Gal Gadot has gotten herself to a point now where because of Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like your token, like, female lead in -hmm. everything. She's in fucking everything now.
1: She's in that Red Notice movie, isn't she? Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. And and Gal Gadot is like, look, don't get me wrong. She's beautiful.
1: I liked the first Wonder Woman. And I know we've the, talked no, about it at length. We don't have to beat it to death.
2: We don't have to beat it to death. Wonder Woman, I know you completely agree with me. Wonder Woman's a great movie about two-thirds of the way through, and then it turns into a complete piece of shit. Because that's I, what I superhero know,
1: movies turn into I, at the end, unfortunately, I, these days. It's got to be a big CGI nightmare that's just hard to watch and look at.
2: I feel, in, in my opinion, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, Gal Gadot, very great-looking woman, can't act for shit. She's not a good actor. (laughs) Just, like, very wooden, nothing going on. I'd prefer other people. I don't know who, but I could think of other people. I mean, I think Scarlett Johansson has more range than her, and I don't think Scarlett's a particularly great actress either.
1: She's good depending on what you put her in. If she's got, like, a reason to, to try, I think she's pretty solid. But you, I mean, if you're... you
2: hire you do, I think we, I feel like we've had this conversation before you want to do like a female lead, especially if it's action. What are you doing? Like Emily Blunt. Who um.
1: Else? Oh, my God. What's your fucking name? Charlize.
2: Yeah. Charlize gets a shitload of work. I don't feel like Emily Blunt gets as much work as she should.
1: In that field, because she was great in uh, Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow. Yeah, she carried that movie.
1: It's like, can we get her in more shit like that? Like, Give half to Charlize and half to Emily Blunt, because she was actually really fucking good in that stuff. But now she's buddy-buddy with The Rock from Jungle Cruise. That should help. Maybe she'll get in some action movies there. She'll get in all his
2: productions. There you go. Maybe if they were friendly on set. There you go. Because you know The Rock and like Vin
0: Diesel don't get along. It's just
1: fucking hysterical.
0: Well, because what's so great about that is Vin Diesel's a fucking moron. Because it's like, dude, I don't care. I, I don't care how much you think he's a prick. You don't have to get along. He is, like, for whatever reason. Hollywood loves him.
1: He's a charismatic motherfucker. You want him in your franchise. Hollywood
0: is going to side with The Rock right. over you.
1: Yep. Every day. 100 times out of 100.
0: Like It's is not it, even is a it, competition. Is
1: it fair? Maybe not. But I'm sorry, babe. It is what it is. But
0: you're also Vin Diesel.
1: You're doing
2: okay. You're fine. I'm not
1: worried about Vin Diesel.
2: Well, in that latest Fast in the furious came out and i don't know if it was good or bad i don't remember hearing anything about it but it just kind of came and went
1: yeah they're not like
2: so they definitely lost a lot of pomp and circumstance without the rock you know he was bringing a lot of eyeballs to those movies
1: well and i think part of it was was covet as well because it was supposed to come out last year and then
2: but i think COVID is actually now enhancing releases because people are so starved for any excuse to leave their homes, sure.
1: But I don't know that they were good about because I mean, and I don't pay attention to shit anymore. But it it didn't seem like there was a lot of advertising for it I when didn't, it did no. come out. So it was like, I didn't even realize that it did because normally that's a, oh well, at least rent this because it's going to be ridiculous. And I believe John Cena was being evil in it, and it's like, yeah, that's that's the kind of shit that I want to watch.
0: Oh, John, C- the Suicide Squad. He
1: was a delight in that movie. That was, that was great. He was wonderful.
0: It's so dumb. Did it's we ever so talk great. about
2: that movie on this podcast? I don't know that we did. yes,
1: yes, we did. Did we? did we? Yeah, we talked about it.
2: I know we talked about it, but I don't know that we talked about it on this
0: podcast.
1: I thought for sure we talked about it on here. I feel like like I was listening to a back
0: episode and we we had chatted about it. We should we should text the listener. Uh, hey, did we talk about?
1: Unfortunately, that? I don't have our listeners. Uh, uh, text information if i did things would probably be a little different Mm. but you know say love you. it is what it is
2: probably best that she doesn't get his information for the sake of your marriage
1: that was the implication there yes but thank you for explaining it to the other listeners
2: (laughs) well and to bob (laughs) bob did seem confused frankly yeah
1: bob be into it it's all right
2: oh Well, that's between you two. Yes, yes. (laughs) Moving on.
0: (laughs) Moving on. Hey, so this this does revolve around something I I wanted to chat about, and so I was thinking about (laughs) the rock.
1: I was going to say polyamorous uh, uh, negotiations in uh, previously monogamous couples, or the rock. You wanted to talk about the rock. The rock.
0: Okay. Because you know we, we so this Red Notice movie, which. Um, evidently it's terrible. Um, jungle cruise, which is terrible. Like just, if you look at all of the shit that the rock has done, like over the last 10, 15 years, it's mostly shit. It's mostly just God awful. Terrible. Did you see skyscraper? Are you? No, I didn't, but are you really going to,
1: Hey, 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 skyscraper was fun. Are you? Didn't go as far as I wanted. But that was a fun fucking movie.
2: Are you really going to sit here and try to take this angle after you defended Jumanji, which was fucking terrible? I
0: enjoyed Jumanji.
1: Did you get? You guys did an episode that was a solo YouTube guys, right?
0: Well, yeah, because I got those free tickets. Was Amazon. I gone
1: or something? I must have had something going on.
0: Because
1: uh, I did end up seeing that. Like a friend of mine wanted to go see it for her birthday because she wanted to stare at the rock for like two hours, and I was like, I can get behind that, sure. And I thought it was it wasn't offensive.
2: No, it wasn't like
0: really really bad. I just found it boring.
1: It was fine.
0: I had a, I had fun with it, but I mean, there's a lot of. Would I ever watch it again? No, but
1: well, there's lots of movies that I'm like, okay, I enjoyed that, but I'm not. But I'm not. Going what I back.
0: think. It, what I think is funny though is so. You've got The Rock who's trying to, like... Who's got this giant catalog of movies now. And, like, he, he jumps on so many projects. And they're all terrible. With some few exceptions in there. Um, they're trying and, to reboot The Scorpion King. Yes.
2: And... That seems like a waste of time.
0: <laughs> and I'm just thinking about it, like... It, it almost feels like he's trying to build, like an action hero catalog like arnold but just is not nearly as good as Arnold. Well, i mean it's but not that's that's what, a...
1: the, that's what those guys do though it's like you're in those movies and it's like
2: they yeah, just make shitloads of them yeah and i get it you know he's printing money like he's he probably makes more in like two three movies than arnold made in his whole career just because payouts are so much higher now yeah not For that sure. Arnold did poorly. I mean, I'm sure he's filthy rich. No, Arnold's but... doing fine. I'm not. I'm not worried yeah, about Arnold. But...
1: but did Arnold ever get like? Did he move into that sort of like? Because The Rock is a producer on like everything he's in. I don't know if Arnold ever did that. I don't know. Maybe later no. in his life, but because that's where the cash but, is.
0: But but does The Rock have a commando? I'm scrolling through the catalog
2: no. in my head, and I don't think he does no. I mean. I enjoy some of the stuff, especially earlier on. Like I enjoyed the rundown.
1: Walking Tall was Walking tall fun. Was okay. Um, when they did the standalone Scorpion King movie, independent of the Mummy, because they did have just like uh this is just, he's not evil in it. It's just the Rock. Like we saw it in the theater together. I think it was fine.
2: You I know? felt like. There were certain movies that I personally think more care should have been taken to make sure they were really good, like Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw to me was very like mediocre to average range, like nothing, nothing special. Would never want to watch it again. It wasn't what I wanted. It was to be. a little bored watching it the first time, and I, you know, and I think maybe that's my fault because I had high expectations because I'm thinking The Rock jason statham buddy comedy action movie you know like this should be easy this should be this shouldn't be this should be really easy and i felt like instead of like the eight out of ten movie we should have had it was like a five out of ten and that's probably being generous like it was nothing I remember
1: and, enjoying it, like walking out of it, and then it was one of those you give it a think and you sit with it for a while and you're like, yeah, that's not something I'm ever going to go back and watch again.
2: And I just, to me, that felt like, okay, this is your chance to establish an offshoot franchise that you can come back to two, three times right, and just make an ass load of money and turn it into a huge thing. And on its own, too... I mean, I'm sure... Look, I don't even... I'm not gonna... We don't need to look it up because it doesn't matter. There probably will be a Hobbs and Shaw, too. There is. But the first one didn't justify a sequel.
1: I don't think any movies these days do, though. It's like either it's already planned out with a franchise thing in mind, which is literally any tentpole movie that comes out anymore. Um... It's all. What's the franchise potential for this? Because yeah. everything is a big, big budget release. You don't have those mid range releases anymore. And even if you do, and they don't perform like Gangbusters, it's like, oh well, that was a that didn't make us as much money as it should have. So we're just gonna tank it, and then we're gonna move on to the next thing. Well,
2: I feel there's really only two types of movies anymore. You have your big action movies, which are generally just Marvel movies for the most part. And then you have your Oscar bait, low budget. Oh, Even I'm those aren't that my, low budget I'm anymore. I'm making my art house movie But sometimes it,
1: it's those, and then you've got fucking Steven Spielberg is making goddamn uh, uh, an adaptation of West Side Story. Like, the whole point of that is to win awards. Like, that's yeah. the only reason for that movie to exist.
0: I thought it was going to be Martin Scorsese. But didn't it. Spielberg have enough awards?
2: You can never have enough awards. This is always the funny thing to me. I'm just gonna spin this right in. Sure. else. It's like I find it wacky, and maybe this is because I'm not out of my fucking mind. Like I'm surely am in, in many ways. I'll just cut you off, Erica. Oh, no, no, I, no, I was gonna say anything. I certainly am crazy in many ways. But the one thing I never understand is the pure greed that grips so many people's hearts like the deep need to always have more you know I and, don't and, understand it at and all. usually it's more money is what they always need more of and it might be because more money means more power whatever the reasoning is but I just feel like if I had say 20 million dollars in the bank why would I ever fucking do anything ever again? You know, what, what know. at that point, how do you even motivate yourself to like do anything? Because <laughs> you could just live off the interest and have endless money. You don't even need to. You don't need to invest it. I guess you it's
1: don't. it's it's once you have that kind of money, you can do what you want to do, and you don't have to worry, which is nice. Um.
2: But I it always mean, feels like the people who start making that type of money, they always need more. You know, like I need. Oh, I have twenty million, so now I need thirty million. But then you're around now people I need who ha- you're
1: around people who also have money, and it's like a competition. Now
0: you're but, poor. But but Alex, it's all in unrealized gains. It's not actual liquid cash.
2: I'm talking about actual liquid cash.
0: I I I'm I'm with you. Like if I had. I I figured it out. It would be about thirty five billion dollars I would need. If I had thirty five million dollars, that's all. Well, no, and I did I did some math on this because thirty five million dollars. Because here is what you got to remember: if you have if you have enough money that you can go and just do whatever you want, you are going to spend a lot more money than you think because you are probably going to be traveling a lot more, and traveling is expensive. So while it does seem like, yeah, you should be able to live just fine on $300,000 a year, chances are you're going to be spending a lot more than that. You're going to buy a bigger—you don't need to buy a super mansion, but you are going to buy a bigger house. Are you, though? You will.
2: Are you, though? But see, that's my point. I wouldn't need to. I don't need a giant home, especially if you're living by yourself or something. what do you What do you need 55 rooms for or something? Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like the house we're in now, there's 3 of us. I don't want a bigger house. I have a hard time cleaning this place.
0: I mean, but if you had the money, I would want like a house that's got a, a bigger yard and a nice pool, a full detached garage. like there are things on my wish list still and i i really like this house this is a great house there are things that we left off the wish list and that's just a compromise you have to make as a normal human being Mm -hmm. who's not ultra wealthy (laughs) right like and that's fine i'm very happy with this house um you've said that a number of times i know Mm. (sighs) shut up alex (laughs) I was <laughs>
1: like, I am doing a hypothetical scenario.
0: Let me get my dream home. We're moving, but you know, or, or like, for for us, I would probably want to buy uh, something in Park City or Salt Lake, you know, and and have a, a winter destination. And so, so no, like I I think so. I figured out that about thirty. 5 million would be what I would need in the bank to be able to do what I want to do still make uh, you know more than enough off of interest and then to be able to have not to genuinely not be able to worry about it but then I also know me I'm going to want to do something and so I would want to do like what I've always dreamed of doing is like opening up a camp like buying a lake and property around a lake and opening a camp. Like that's something I would love to do. And that's what I would do if I had enough money to be able to do what I wanted. That's very nice. Or I could just get, you know, become an evil fuck. Yeah. And like, Get really competitive with everybody and just be like, motherfucker That's you're the going strange, down. Like when Lewis, you hear
2: people who win the lottery or something and they win like fifty million dollars and they spend all of and it. And
0: they're bankrupt in a year.
2: And yeah. you don't it's like how? I think it's, if someone gave me fifty million dollars, Erica, could I theoretically spend it? Oh yeah, sure. E-
1: yes, easily.
2: Would I could I really You have a brain know? you
1: have a brain cell though. A lot of people just who, won. who oh, just won and a lot of people who win the lottery don't have a brain.
2: So. I think that is the key is that most people whose brains work don't play the lottery. Right. Like, cause they're like, this is a waste buy of money. One ticket every five.
1: Powerball's going to be the life changing sum. So let me buy a ticket and see. It's not going to happen, but let me buy yeah, a ticket. And, and, the, see.
2: and usually the people who are winning the lotteries are that group of people who are going and they're buying tickets every single day. And they've dumped thousands of dollars over the course of time into the lottery system.
1: They don't know how to deal with that much money and they think it's a lot more than it actually is and they blow through it shockingly quickly.
0: Well, and the other thing is a lot of people in that situation, they feel like, oh, I've got to give money to beholden to all these different people
1: and i've always said if i ever came into a big sum of money like that anybody who came up to me and asked me for anything i'd be like well you're not getting the fucking dime but there are people that i would be like obviously i would help you out not many but
0: some colt cabana
1: i would help out colt cabana he has provided me with endless hours of entertainment
2: erica let me tell you something if you win fifty million dollars and you don't toss me like a cool million, I'm coming to steal Bob the Dog. <laughs> see what
1: you just asked.
2: No, so. but see, I'm stealing Bob the Dog. I just want to let you know. Okay, he's mine now. Okay. But th- but there's the other <laughs> thing. Back.
0: You never like. You don't want to win the lottery because then people know you got it.
1: Well, in Illinois, they publish your. They let like it's public knowledge. Oh, so and so won the lottery, and it's like, well, why would you do that? I to think me? that
2: would be the hardest part going forward because once everyone knows you're filthy rich, all your interactions change forever. Yep. yep. You know, like you would never like. It would almost be better to already be married because at least you would know
1: it's never gonna be in the back of your head.
2: Okay. At least this person theoretically,
0: you know. Well, and then you have to me. worry about security. Mm-hmm. That's why. You, that's why you move. Right away. It's because you can't live where you live. Like, there are so many stories of right. people who have won the lottery and then who have been <laughs> the victim. Straight of up murdered, right? Murder or, you know. Horrible shit. Kidnapping and stuff like that, yeah. You don't want people to know you got that kind of money. Yeah, you like,
2: maybe you need to move to another town or another state and change your identity or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's yeah, move out good. west. Nothing good to catch can coach. only
1: get pasta with tomato sauce or uh, ketchup on it, oh. like a
0: schnook. So that's all we got to do to move out west? No.
1: Win the lottery?
0: Yeah, Bob. Yeah, that's
1: it. Lottery, if you win the lottery, <laughs> we can move out west. This, that's a commitment.
2: That's it's what I heard. Start playing.
1: <laughs>
2: now, you notice <laughs> she did not qualify in a number amount. Hmm. So sure, like get a
1: scratch off. Get... Oh, I won! I won five dollars. We're moving west. Bye. Have a good time, deuces.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't understand the need for more. And I I really I guess it's the same way. Like people say, you know, oh, why did so and so murder that person? It's like, well. I'm not a psychopath. Right. So I don't understand why they would decide to murder that person in cold blood. I can
1: understand more why someone would be pushed to murder another human being rather than con- like have this constant pursuit. I'm not talking about
2: righteous murder. Yeah, I'm not talking about Oh no no, right.
1: no, I'm not even talking about righteous murder either. You've never gotten to a point of rage like that must be nice.
2: Uh, I do not remember ever wanting to kill someone. Alex, per- Alex,
0: can you can you please send me your social security number? I feel like I need to update my beneficiary information. I'm not even talking about in you. In case I am suddenly—that is not you. Are murdered. not who I am talking
1: about, sir? You made me angry. You have never seen me at a point of the the pinprick of rage on I, the horizon.
0: I find it hard to believe I've ever made you angry.
1: Making mm. me angry right now.
2: <laughs> You're not going to like her when she's angry.
1: He doesn't, because I, I, do, I don't talk then. I ice you out. It's like you don't exist.
2: See, I don't think Erica's ever been angry with me. I have to think. Let's think about it. Hmm. See, I'm a saint, Bob. Mm. Yeah, you've
1: never done anything to like really piss me off.
2: Yeah. See, this is the thing, Bob. No one ever really gets upset with me. Mm. I'm an angel. Yeah. When people talk about me, you know, the first thing they always say is that Alex.
1: Saint Alex. He's just the best. Mm.
0: They haven't played Overwatch with you then.
2: See, I believe you have to separate. (laughs) I, I believe you have to separate. Alex on video games versus like real Alex, you know, you know how you have a bunch of different versions of yourself, Erica, Yes, depending on the circumstance. Yes, 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 definitely. Alex on video games, he could kill people, but Alex in real life, St. Alex of Wheaton.
0: (laughs) Oh, so since you brought said Wheaton, this made me think of, I I have to go and do this, um, this clearance thing uh for for work and um it, you know there's only a few places you can do it and it turns out one of the places that i can do it is really close to here like five like five miles away and you know i, I messaged him back I was, oh looks like i got lucky there's a place close by and they responded and I'm like yeah you did get lucky some people have had to drive like two hours to get this from wherever they are fuck that because there's there's the place here do you know where the next closest place is no milwaukee like that would be a hole yeah that's a little crazy bob would love it though are you kidding that's a you know four hour round trip on you know paid a break quiet Forced relaxation. What do you need a break and quiet from, Bob? Myself, mm-hmm. mostly. Because here's the problem I have, Alex, is I don't know how to relax. That's true.
1: That's that's a fucking fact that's right true. there. <laughs> like, Alex, like, I, I can sit. Like, one of my plans for December is to literally sit at my friend's house for eight hours at bare minimum and watch a television show. And I am looking forward to this more than most other things I have going on in my life. Because I'm capable of sitting down and just being like, I don't give a shit about what else is going on. This is the focus. We're right here. He cannot do that.
2: No. no. That's why Bob would need something. Even if he was filthy rich, he would absolutely need something. Oh, he could. You could never not. Bob. Work. Bob could never just like... ...say to himself, oh, well, I have shitloads of money. I never have to do anything again. I'm just going to sit around and watch movies and play video games and watch TV and play with my daughter. No, no fucking way. No. He'd kill himself. He would. If he had to do that, if I said to Bob, Bob, we're going to make some sort of bet, and if you lose... The only thing you're allowed to do when you're not working or spending time with your daughter is play video games. Bob would kill himself before that month was over, for sure.
1: Because even we'll be sitting and like watching like an episode of the challenge. Like you, you can get through a couple episodes of the challenge. We could do a good mainline of that. But you've got tops three hours in you before you start getting antsy.
0: Yeah, now, it's, me. That's pretty accurate. I
1: used to be able to go on like a Saturday. It'd be like, sit. And we're just gonna play like sixteen hours of something and it's gonna be awesome.
2: What happened to you?
1: Oh, I got married and I had a kid.
2: Disgusting.
1: I know.
0: To me, it's like, oh well. I don't got maybe I could go run like three hours. <laughs> I don't you know, I don't have anything to do. Uh I'm gonna build an extension on the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the press
1: for like the ideas start then. Yeah when he's sitting and he's he does, he's, he's, he's like just true, he's not Erica. watching his thing he's just sitting and the gears are turning so <laughs> i need him true. busy i need him doing stuff
2: yeah look i think that is probably the best thing for you guys that you did have your baby because otherwise can you imagine all the things that bob would have done with all the free time he no longer has i can't
0: even fathom it you know like five week trips Out west I was
1: never going to let you do a five week trip Out west You got your like three week one And that was hard
0: Cause you know You came out <laughs> <and> Visited Utah <laughs> Utah's fun it really It's pretty sounds, You know <laughs>
2: Erica, it yes. really says something about the strength of your marriage that Bob wants to leave you for five <laughs> weeks out of the year.
1: Right? There's there's just such it's an ineffable bond, if yeah, you will.
2: Yeah, it really makes you feel good about it. It does.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go out west for three weeks, and I'll see you for a couple days at a conference that I have. <laughs> Can't wait to see ya. Felt great. And
2: really only because I have to be here, so I'm stuck. (laughs) (laughs) But you can visit if you'd like.
1: If you want. Yeah. I mean... I didn't give him that much shit for that one. The trip I gave you the most shit for was when you went... And I (laughs) think I ended up being in the hospital. Was that that one? No, that was in... That was over the summer when you went out east. And uh, I was pregnant... And at first, I thought the trip wasn't going to happen. And then, like, a couple days before it, he was like, oh, no, 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 it's still on. So, because <laughs> you were going to go, it was, like, your birthday or somebody's birthday.
0: Was oh, that Mount Washington? I
1: think it might have been. And it was being, it was really waffly, and it sounded like you weren't going to go. And then, like, the Monday before you were supposed to leave, like, that Thursday or whatever, you were like, oh, no, I'm still going. I was not pleased. I was pregnant. And I was mad. And it was, it was icy in the house for a couple days. Because there was a time where I'd be like, oh, you're going away for the weekend?
2: Thank God. Awesome.
1: I'm going to order all of the food you don't like to eat. And I'm going to sit around in my underwear and I'm going to watch wrestling and it's going to be glorious. But then I got pregnant.
0: Yeah, things changed. And
1: I got clingy.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, well, that was a fun trip because I had a plane ticket. In the Philadelphia And then I had a plane ticket Out of Burlington, Vermont I had No Like Firm plans On how to get between those two points In order to get home It was an adventure That's what you
2: like though Oh yeah, no You like that shit You don't want to plan anything out
0: But that
1: wasn't the It was the one where you went back For a family thing Where the day you were coming home I ended up in the hospital
0: Yeah yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It was and good. then, so, yeah, I get the call. You're at the hospital, and I'm stuck in dead stop traffic on the northeast extension of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It was a fun day. There was nothing I could do in that moment to move any faster. We were...
1: I guess aside from getting out and walking.
0: Yeah, and we were... And even then, we were so far from an exit. It was like... It was it was insane, I mean it just there was a huge accident and traffic was just we were stuck there for a couple of hours, until we finally got moving, Um, and then yeah I just as soon as we were making progress I you know got a plane ticket and came back but, Mount Washington was fun we should go do that
2: I was on Reddit reading and I don't know when the story was from but some sort of old story about. Some guy who like to go explore caves or something, mm-hmm. and he crawls into some crevice in a cave, and the crevice gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and he gets stuck, and he can't get out. Like th- I, over- I,
1: I, like that is the stuff of fucking nightmares. Yeah,
2: I would, I would, I would be like, take a gun and shoot me in the head. Yes, exactly. And what happened ends up happening is is they can get to him, but because of where he's at, they can't get him out. So he just slowly suffocates to death. And I i read he had a child on the way or something. And someone in the Reddit comments goes, did he know that once you have a kid or a kid's on the way, that's when you're supposed to relax and not do things that could potentially get you killed? Oh,
1: remember when someone wanted to go climb a fucking mountain?
2: So I'm reading this whole thing, Erica, and I thought to myself, "It's Bob."
1: <laughs> I got to go back and listen to that because I'm sure the silence, the stony, icy silence on that episode where you fucking said that shit, has got to be amazing. I want to go climb a mountain. We we have a we have a one year old. <laughs> yeah, guess what? No. You carry the insurance, motherfucker. You ain't doing nothing like that.
0: Yeah, but we just talked about my life insurance today. I mean you'll be fine.
1: No. <laughs> you run. You you can you get to run.
2: Who insured your life <laughs> for anything short of an obscene amount of money? Like, are you paying thousands of dollars a month on in life insurance? Because I'm I'm going to be optimistic, Erica. I think Bob maybe hits his 60s. You
0: know? It's longer than I thought. Yeah. Bob was thinking he'd be dead by 35.
1: He already, f- him and his dad. Like their, their fucking grandfather He'd been dying since he was four. Oh no!
0: Hey hey hey! Wait wait wait! Yes. No, I I'm not dying. Like we we've maintained this entire time, I am a young virile stud. Got through it without laughing that time. But, but, I you know it's just gonna be one day. I'm just gonna be like walking along and just you know it's just how it happens. You're healthy now though. It didn't matter. I mean, listen, listen. I firmly believe I will not make retirement I really genuinely believe that
1: it's okay I have a plan in place
0: a plan you do yeah, what's I the do. plan can we hear about I'm it I'm
1: hoping one of my other uh, uh, girlfriend's husbands also dies and oh. then we're just going to move into a uh, 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 apartment together and have a golden girls esque situation I
2: see I see that that's is, a pretty good idea that
1: is my plan it's not bad <laughs> thank you it's not bad Thank you.
2: I mean, with the insurance money from this obscenely expensive life insurance <laughs> plan. That I, can get, I can
1: get a nice place have. in the city. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Do you want to live in the city? Yeah. I, You know, if I was single and without child still, I wouldn't mind a condo in the city. But now, no. No.
2: Now, you go near, okay, so Bob's dead. Bob is dead, yeah, yes. Yeah, Bob's dead. Bob is dead. Bob's dead. Bob's dead. Bob's dead. Bob's dead. He's done. <laughs> At that point, when you start to then date again, I mean, no. Maybe. No, I'm just not. Let's just say you were. Okay. let start. No? To okay. Date again, Erica. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Fine. In your scenario, sure. Yes. I'm dating again.
2: And you meet a man, and he's like, hey, wow, we really hit it off. You have a lot of common interests. He also enjoys. Henry Cavill's chiseled physique. But then you find out he likes to do some rock climbing. Are you just like, get the fuck out? They keep him as the side piece. Oh, I see. To like the more, whatever, more conservative person. No,
1: no. I think at that point, it's like, I don't want, you don't want anything. Like relationships are exhausting. You had the one. It's been great. Something happens to him. Okay, great. It has been. I'm having a good time. Are you not?
0: exhausting I believe was the word she <laughs> you is. are it
1: is exhausting <laughs> relationships
0: are exhausting exhausting
1: and so say you get to you know 60 whatever or what's retirement age
0: 65
1: okay so say you don't make 65 say it's 64 like it's the day before your 65th birthday you're that 64 would be fine. that would be hilarious I'm 65. I No, I don't know. Exhausting. I don't want to deal with that. So If just, he I,
2: dies... It'll be
1: like the, the Eric method. You just have a stable of people that you see on occasion that you enjoy, that you have some fun
2: with. If a sniper bullet randomly hits him on 64 years, 364 days... Sniper S- S- bullet... I'm. <laughs> what I like blown in this. Away. What I like
1: in this scenario is that perhaps you had you had made an enemy at some point in the in the past,
2: and they waited Arrigan. until the day you would have joy. <laughs> Except, of course, we know Bob is never actually going to retire. Exactly. And that's what he means. Oh, I figured it out. Bob's planning on living forever. Mm. He's just never going to retire. He doesn't have to. He's not going to reach retirement and then die because. He's never going to retire. Well, because we'll see. he'd be too fucking bored. If yeah, Bob, am. Bob, if you suddenly had forty hours a week free that weren't there before, let's be frank,
0: you'd kill yourself. <laughs> I hey, I would be able to focus on my career as an endurance athlete. Jesus fucking Christ. That's true. But no, seriously, if
1: something happened to me in like our fifties or something and I dropped dead, you would want to go out and have another relationship?
0: I feel put on the spot here. <laughs> did you
2: hear the delay right there? I I could I know people are listening to this podcast. They maybe didn't. They couldn't see it. But there but was a delay. <laughs> there was a delay. There was a delay. You added that and delay. And then in. he didn't. Post. And then he didn't.
1: Alex doesn't edit the episodes.
2: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> First of all,
1: no. There's Secondly, nothing wrong with it. If you did, I'm just curious. I don't know.
2: <laughs> wow. So much for the commitment to love, Erica.
1: That's all right.
2: Look. If you have 35 million in the bank <laughs> and your wife suddenly dies, it's almost your commitment. It's like your job as a man,
1: as an American man,
2: yeah, to go find like the 22-year-old hot blonde. I mean, how can you not? It's fair. It's fair. And you and the nice thing about that Is you're going to know she's there for the money. So whatever you do to her, you're all good. It's like, she's being paid.
1: And Izzy will hate her. So,
2: Yeah. Well, of course she'll hate her. She'll be older than her. Yep.
1: That's (laughs) what I always told my dad. Like, if something ever happened to mom and you remarried, like, we would just, it doesn't matter. We would automatically hate this woman. This theoretical woman.
2: What if she was a saint?
1: Doesn't matter. Hey, can somebody
0: explain to me?
1: I was <laughs> like, I'm uncomfortable with the topic. We're changing it.
0: Why, why is so bad? Why, if I were to hire a guide and get, you know, the experts to go with me, why climbing Mount Rainier would be so dangerous?
2: I don't think it's a matter of whether or not it's dangerous. It's just the fact that you shouldn't risk God's
0: wrath.
1: It's the potential that something could happen.
0: Something could happen walking down the street.
1: Yeah, but you're not. You're like, yeah, something could happen walking down the street.
0: You're on a fucking mountain. Okay. More people have died in car accidents than have died climbing mountains. More people can die people in this basement dri- than in <laughs> more people drive cars every day than people
2: climb mountains. Talk about a false equivalency. Holy shit. Yeah. Way to bury your own <laughs> argument.
1: <laughs> so Omega's gonna be out for a while, huh?
2: Yeah, oh yeah. His shoulders are fucked. Uh what else? He has bad vertigo. I hope that goes away, because that sounds terrible. I don't yeah. know how I don't know how you wrestle with Vertigo.
1: You it has to be, I guess, with, with somebody else that you one must trust. Um but I mean, how are you lifting people?
2: Well, I've noticed with the Vertigo thing, I've definitely noticed he's cut down on certain things, right? Like he doesn't do a lot from the top rope anymore.
1: He so, can't. I mean uh, I
2: think he really yeah, it must be a big struggle. It's crazy that he's doing so much. With vertigo, I don't understand because, you know, when you get that feeling of the room spinning, you just kind of want to stand there. Yeah, not and not do it. Not wrestle a fucking in, half hour wrestling match, not start right. running all over the place. Yeah, nah. Running and jumping and doing things that with coordination needed. The spins
0: are the absolute worst.
1: Well, and you're really taking the other person, the person who you're wrestling's life kind of in your hands then. I mean, it's. I don't know how recent that's been happening or if it happened during matches or whatever, but it's just kind of like I don't know that I would want to be involved in a match with somebody who was suffering from that, you know?
2: It would definitely be tough. It's it, it's interesting. There's, a lot, there's actually a lot going on in pro wrestling right now. So we watched AEW Full Gear we did. last week.
1: We did. Solid show.
2: And I thought it was a really good show. I did think the crowd sucked. Which hurt the show a little bit, in my opinion.
1: They got it up for the end. Uh, and for Punk.
2: That yeah, they they really cared about Punk and Kingston. They really cared delightful. about Omega and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember them getting super into much else. Yeah, you not know? really.
1: Because the this, woman match the woman's match was good, but they were They didn't give a shit. Yeah. They were very quiet. It
2: was during it, it was good. My one complaint for as good as Ty Conti has become, I feel she does one thing that annoys me that I hate when all wrestlers do, and it's the shocked look when someone kicks out of something where you just stand there and you look at the hard camera for fifteen hours.
1: Well you can't it's something that it's a it's a heavy spice, right? Like, you can maybe do that once during a match. You can't do it after every move. You can't do it after well, every pin.
2: And if you're going to have that look on your face, at least while you're surprised, start transitioning into something else.
1: Right, don't sit there. Like, and yeah, it, it breaks the believability of the, of the match.
2: I'm not saying every match has to be like this, but I really like what they tend to do at the end of New Japan matches, where they start... You know, you they hit like a sequence of moves on people. And even if they kick out of your finish, they might go right in and just hit their finish again and pin them.
1: Yeah, they do something else right away. Yeah. They
2: don't just stand there and. We watched a look couple around, uh, uh,
1: old Ishii matches uh, before we recorded. I love my man Ishii. He's great. He's a He's delight. The they it, it... Danielson Ishii before he goes back and Kingston and Ishii before he goes back. Like, that's 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 what needs there's, to happen.
2: There's so many great matches you could do with Ishii, but I don't know how long he's going to be here. Oh, that's the
1: thing. So it's like, you do what you can, but those are the two that I would really like to see.
2: I love Ishii. You know he's like 42. It's great. He's still unbelievably great. Oh, well, he's wonderful. And that's the funny thing, by the way, because you would always hear these old wrestlers talk about, oh, well, when you... When you do this style, you don't last, your body breaks down these hard-hitting or athletic styles, and the funny thing is is when you actually stop and think about it, it's the people who are doing the so-called dangerous styles are the ones that all seem to wrestle forever, like the luchadors,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: who are, what, jumping off of shit all the time, doing crazy acrobatic nonsense. Those guys wrestle until they die. Yep, and the freaking J- Japanese wrestlers who are working strong style—they wrestle forever too, hitting each other hard, whatever. Those guys just wrestle forever. It's the fucking American wrestlers whose knees all go, or their backs go, or something. Well,
1: and it's it's a it's a matter of the schedule too. I don't know what the. And name I also of it. think
2: it's a matter of the drug abuse.
1: Yes, that's definitely part of it. Um, especially with WWE, you're wrestling. You've got. And I don't know exactly how if they have like a, a roster split anymore. I really don't know. I, who fucking they do, cares? Technically, so you have, but you have Raw, you have SmackDown, you have house shows, and then every four weeks you have a pay-per-view. They're wrestling a schedule that's kind of bonkers. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and be like AEW is is better than WWE in all aspects, but. They've got what they record on, is it Wednesday? They do Rampage and Dynamite the same night, right?
2: I think they're recording everything. Yeah, I believe Rampage and Dynamite are usually on the same night. And then I think they're now doing recordings on like the old Impact Soundstage in Orlando. That's dark, Where they right? do dark and elevation and that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're doing two nights of recording most weeks is my guess. And then
1: you have a pay-per-view once a quarter, right? Yes. So your schedule and I don't they don't do house shows, do they?
2: No, not that I'm aware of.
1: So you're not the schedule is much lighter. So you're oh, not for sure. destroying your body as much as if you were working for like a WWE. And it's just kind of better, you know? The more you do that shit, the more you're going to break yourself down.
2: Yeah, I felt like the last two weeks they really got WWE crowds unfortunately like at full gear that felt like a WWE crowd to me like they wanted yeah. to chant and do the the fight forever this is awesome yada yada but they didn't actually seem into the matches as they were going for the most part
1: because there were a few times they were try- people were trying to get those chants going and they just kind of fell flat and it's just kind of like let that hit like don't force that shit
2: yeah, and then in at Dynamite on Wednesday, that felt like that felt like a WWE crowd too that didn't really care that much. Even when Hangman came out, it was like I was watching thinking this is your hometown and these people like they're into it, but they're not as crazy as they should be for this moment. You know, so luckily for them, I'm pretty sure this week's Dynamite is here in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. They're so here and this is like their home. They're going to get, they're going to get a good crowd here at least. Well,
1: and there are some places where you're just not going to get a good crowd. Yeah. Chicago, you're usually going to get a pretty good crowd. Philly, New the tri state area. Um, California, sometimes. Um, Depending on where you're at down in Mexico. But, like, we you talked can... about this before. They do have certain wrestlers that it's like, you know, they're, this is their spot. And we're going to, you know, highlight them while we're down there. Not like WWE when you go to your hometown and you get fucking embarrassed, humiliated. How do you? I, I know we talk about this every time. But, like, I, how do you watch it? I don't understand how people still watch it.
2: Uh, you you still watch it because that's just the pattern you're in i guess you watch no matter what and, that, and they're down to you know they're down to their baseline core basically which is like what like 1 to 1. 1.5 million people depending something like on the that week. Like, that's their that's their core right. audience that's, the that's hard all core. they have left there's those people are going to watch no matter what because right. jesus christ if you haven't stopped watching yet you'll watch fucking anything yeah
1: yeah Well, and I hope that the AEW, uh, they continue to kind of, you know, grow the audience. It's not going to happen overnight. You do need to kind of court people back. Um, But like I said, most of what I've seen so far I've enjoyed.
2: Well, it's tough because you, you had WWE drive so many people off, millions and millions of people that you've driven off seemingly forever. And, you know, not only does AEW have to get the word out there, but then you have to make it feel cool. You have to make mm-hmm. it feel in. And that's hard.
1: It is. Especially when you've had so many years of it being like, oh, it's wrestling. Yeah. Especially, at least in the uh, the mainstream area. I don't know. I always felt, and I mean, I'm a dork, but whenever I was like, oh, I'm going to an indie wrestling show, it's kind of, there, was, there it was, was something
0: else. There was definitely like a stretch of time when, you know, the general public became, much more aware that wrestling is scripted that it was suddenly very kind of stigmatized um in the general in the general public but i think as time has gone on and uh especially with like aew now um that you know they're not they don't come out on stage every week and be like this is fake but you know they're 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 also not and, and they're, they're not trying to pretend it's real, right? No, and they're you know they ex, and a, a lot of the wrestlers will go on podcasts and they'll talk about business a little bit,
1: but it's it's also treated though not as it's treated as wrestling. It's, but
0: and, and, and it's kind of where I'm getting to is it's like we are now accepting that this is not a sport, that this is that this is an, that this is an art form. This is entertainment and it's a very specific kind of entertainment and let's appreciate it for what it
1: Well, celebrate it for what it is. Right.
0: And, and that,
1: and that try and act like it's something. And so
0: I feel like people, you know, whereas I, people would, you talk to people about wrestling in, you know, the early aughts, mid aughts. And if they weren't a wrestling fan, they kind of sneer at you. They are like, Oh, you're in the rest. That's cool you know it's much more accepted it's not looked down upon nearly as much as it was mm-hmm.
2: you know who's not into wrestling erica who
0: bob
1: i know yeah i know
2: it's okay real
0: peace very of shit. very select things i'll get into like you i don't do e- have i don't do even have-
2: like you don't even like tag team wrestling anymore i
0: i do have i do have a particular affinity for certain things and you know. Um, and when it's good and you know, you got a you got a good storyline, I'll get into it. But
2: Well, you know it's good right now. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm just saying at full gear, that shit they did at the end was amazing how much they tied in when that, that hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega match. Because I'm sure you don't remember, but When they did that Hangman-Adam Page versus Chris Jericho match for the original world title in Mm -hmm. AEW, Hangman asked the Young Bucks to be in his corner, and they wouldn't be in his corner. And he ends up losing that match, has the big blow-up with the Elite, all the problems, ends up at one point screwing the Young Bucks out of a match where they would have won the... uh, where they would have had a chance, they would have became the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Whole big implosion within the elite, right? Mm-hmm. And then on this, dy- you know, they've had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega going full heel, Hangman, big baby face. And then on the dynamite before the pay per view, when Hangman went and, you know, you went and apologized to them, he said, Hey, you know, I fucked up, I was an asshole. I'm sorry I screwed you when you had a chance for the tag team championships, but you screwed me when I had a chance for the world title. And so we're even now. And if you land one hand on me on Saturday, I will ruin you. And they came out. He hits, he goes out to the outside. Nick Jackson's looking at him. Mm -hmm. He hits the. Oh is the god. dead eye? Is that no, what it's the called? dead eye is the one where it's like the reverse pile driver. Oh, what's it fucking? He hits the. Oh my god, what's his fucking finish? Why am I drawing a blank? I'm annoyed. <coughs> it's the worst, isn't it? Anyway, moving. He on. hits the jumping clothesline, the flip clothesline, whatever it's called, and he goes to the other side. Now Matt Jackson's standing there. Matt Jackson just looks at him and gives him a nod. He hits the flip clothesline again. Pins Kenny Omega, world champion. Two years later, they were in his corner for him to win the world title. That nod was fucking awesome, Erica.
1: Because that's what I want. I want long-term storytelling that makes sense. I want to be rewarded for remembering things. Yeah. I don't want to be driven insane because i remembered a thing and you're spitting in my face because i remembered it cuz that's that's what this is that's what wrestling is it's and uh, let uh, the one thing i wanted to say is let's talk about how astonishing it is at AEW that you can go you can leave because your wife had a baby and you wanted to be home for that and take a leave and be with your family and still be able to come back get a chance at the title and win. Yeah. If you were in another company, one you would you would have been laughed in your face if you asked for that.
2: <laughs> they would have fired you. And you would have been done.
1: You would have been done.
2: They would have buried you so hard. You would
1: have been done. So that in and of itself is astonishing. But it's it's that's what I want. I want to be rewarded for remembering, "Hey, this It's storytelling. It's a story that they are... It's a, You're conveying a story well, through wrestling.
2: And this is the best part, is one, you know, we now know Omega has a ton of problems, is he pushed through to make sure he got this this story to where he wanted it to be before he's going to take this time off, mm-hmm. push through with all his injuries, and two, the story's not over. No. Because... Where you still have to get to down the line, you would think at some point, is the reforming of the elite. Yes, correct. You know, because I think what's likely to happen eventually is that Adam Cole kind of turns on the Bucks. Maybe he goes with Bobby Fish or maybe Kyle O'Reilly comes in and maybe they unofficially reform Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. And now the Young Bucks, Kenny's off, he's hurt. Now they need help, who do right. you turn to your friend the hang your friend, the hangman right, right? And so it's like they've got places they can go still, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to. So the story is really only partially over
1: right. You still have places that you can logical places that you can go with this,
2: yeah, and it's it's not it, it's it's kind of gonna be like that thing where after you know and it was WWE, so it wasn't what you would hope it would be. But, you know, it was kind of like when the Shield got back together, mm-hmm. right? After being broken up for so long because Seth stabbed him in the back. Mm-hmm. And they eventually got to, they built it up, they got them come back together. And when the Elite gets back together as baby faces, people are going to go fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: that's what I like about AEW, too, is it's like, we all love Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is an amazing wrestler. But he's he's the heel now. So we boo him because he's the heel. There's a buy-in to the rules of the universe that I appreciate with AEW.
2: Well, I also think they do a good enough job of building people up that even if the heel is well-liked because they're good at their job, it's, yeah, it's like a respect factor. Okay, we're going to boo you and we're going to cheer the other person. Unless we're just not into the other person at all. Right. You know, right. and you even saw that, like, with the uh, Ty Conte-Britt Baker match. You know, Britt's mega over. Yes, yes. And people want to cheer her, and she is kind of a tweener, but she still does, like, all heel shit, you know? Right, right. Her friends cheat for her relentlessly. She always talks a bunch of shit, you know? But people still generally cheer whoever she's going against and cheer for them to beat her because right. it's sort of like a hey we're gonna play along like you said
1: you're following it these are the rules that we've set out and there's a trust with AEW that they haven't broken yet I trust them to tell the story that and, and I you can even everyone I think everybody knew that hangman was gonna win yeah that, that, that was the logical place to go and that's fine It wasn't, oh, no, people have guessed. We have to
2: do something crazy. Yeah, if it was WWE, they would have swerved it. He would have lost, and he would have lost all his steam in one night.
1: Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, he's a geek.
2: Why would I cheer for him? This is the crazy thing about WWE, too, is, you know, when you think about how many people were under contract at one point and the other, the other, and how they were fucked up or they weren't trained well or whatever, and, you know, now, like, I forget exactly what their new hiring standards are, and you can – you know what they don't want to have anymore and you could see it through all the cuts and everything but i can't remember what it was for the men it was like the men need to be i think under 30 this is when they're getting signed like they need to be under 30 i think and like at least a certain height and a certain weight or something like that you know and for the women it was like they either need to be
1: 25 23 or
2: 25 or younger or something like that and You know, you think about, this is what blows me away, is you think about someone like Ty Conti, who when they had her was shit. They did a terrible job training her. And now she's an AEW and she's flourishing and she's really good. And in theory, I guess other than the fact that she's Brazilian, so her English is a, a little rough. I mean, it's way better than my second language, which is fucking gibberish, you know, but... Her English is pretty good. She can talk well enough and if you really aren't happy with her talking, you know what, you just get a manager or something. Well, AEW will give you a
1: manager though if you need it. It's yeah. okay. The other thing is with with the different languages and stuff. How many times have like the Lucha Brothers come out and they just they give them the microphone and they're just speaking in in uh, uh Mexican for or Spanish, excuse me, for, you know, 10 minutes on the show. And it's fine because it's like it's eventually translated but it's it's something everything shouldn't be it shouldn't be i only want to hire dudes under 30 who are of a certain height and a certain weight that's boring i don't want to just watch cardboard cutouts of beefy like dudes who look exactly the same
2: who can't work who can't, can't talk. do
1: anything and it's not interesting i don't want to watch that you need different body yeah, types. Yeah, if you
2: want that, you can just watch porn.
1: Right, exactly. You you, you need a an Ishii. You need a, a fucking uh, uh, Kenny Omega. You need the Lucha Bros. It, it, it needs to all be different shit so that your show is not soggy white bread on a sad fucking napkin. You
0: need a Jungle Boy. Yes, you do! With well, the
1: greatest entrance music of all time.
2: Well, and I think that's one of the things about AEW that's so great is every match is actually different, whereas every match in WWE, even if they're of varying qualities, you know, they're basically all working it's the, the same exact type same of match.
1: match. And it's boring as shit. And in
2: AEW, you get to see a bunch of different types of matches, you know, like MJF and Jungle, or MJF and... Uh, Darby had one type of match. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lucha Bros and FTR had another type of match. Uh, Kofi, er, er, or sorry, Kenny Omega and.
1: Kofi Omega? I I wasn't
2: thinking of Kofi (laughs) Kingston. Who am I thinking? I was thinking of Eddie Kingston, and I said Kofi. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk had a totally different type of match, like a fight, really. Mm -hmm. And then you have Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. They have a totally different type of match. So everyone is having. A different match, well, you know, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole against the against uh, Lucha Express and Christian Cage. That was like a fucking straight up PWG match. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like everyone's going to have a different type of match. And you know what we didn't the do show?
1: the entire time? We weren't looking at our fucking phones. We were yeah, watching the goddamn show. Mind. When we used to watch WWE, you're not watching the show. You're on your phone the whole time because it's so, like I'm so goddamn bored. I want to rip my hair out of my head. This
2: is my confusion because when you when I see the clips from NXt now, you know for the women, they have a very clear direction mm-hmm. when you look at what they're pushing on the show, the women are going to be hot models who, whether or not they can wrestle is not important, and we're going to put them in as little clothing as we can get away with and that's that's what Vince wants, okay, sure, sure. and so I am confused then why you fuck up and give up on someone like Ty Conti because to me, she's fitting the bill of what you're looking for because she can't be that old. I mean, I imagine she's like 25 or younger. I have no idea. And she don't speak English. Good. <laughs> it's so wacky. It's so weird.
1: It doesn't make it. Well, and we talked about it when we were watching full gear. It was, she was in WWE and she was shit. I don't remember seeing her there at all. But then you move her over here where she's getting, you know, it's like, okay, it's not, we're going to, you're a a star peg that we're going to try and fit into a round hole. No, this is what you're good at. Here are your strengths. Let's play to those and let's, we're not going to try and mold you into this, this, the same wet lump of clay that everybody else is. What are you good at? How can we make you different? And let's go from there. Or at least that's the way it seems. Maybe it's yeah. not what they do, but that's the way it seems.
2: And it, it's like Ty Conti, for whatever reason, seems like she got really into Japanese wrestling, and you could see that she likes to do a lot of kicking. She mm-hmm. likes to hit hard. She likes to throw knees. So she's she's picking stuff up, and she's clearly a fan, and she wants to improve. and I think it's funny, like every time they bring in one of these Japanese stars, I think she runs right over and she's like, I'm a huge fan. Will you please take a picture with me? So I remember like she got a picture with Suzuki when he came in. I saw she That's got adorable. a picture with Ishii when he came in. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I want to let these people know I'm learning from them. I'm, I'm big fans, you know?
1: Well, and if you're not a fan, first and foremost, and you're not watching everything that you can get your hands on, what are you even doing? What What are you doing?
2: And that's the thing. Have there been some people in wrestling who weren't wrestling fans and they became big stars and they were highly successful? Sure. Yeah, but sure. But most of the people you hear talk that are big star wrestlers, they came up loving pro wrestling.
1: Well, there has to be a passion for it. And if you don't have a passion for it, that's going to show. And hey, if here's the thing. If WWE wants to do this watered down, samey bullshit, I don't ever have to watch them again.
2: Well, I think this is, this is the weird thing about WWE because they are cutting all these people. You know, I think the numbers since the pandemic started is they've cut seventy nine people. It's something ridiculous, which is yeah. crazy.
1: And they're crying, they're crying poor <laughs> budget cuts, like budget cuts. Fuck budget you! Reasons, all right.
2: I know, I know it's so ridiculous. But whatever the reason is, they're cutting all these people, all these people that are either too old or they don't fit what they want, whatever the deal is. And, look, that's their prerogative to have whatever they like on the show. Sure. But I I am of the opinion that I don't think Vince knows what he wants or what he likes because I think what happens a lot of the time is he'll see some pictures of some guy or girl that's in developmental and he'll fit whatever he likes. You know, if it's a guy – tall, muscular, whatever. Sure. If it's a girl, hot, blonde, That's big it. boobs, That's call it. her up. Right, we're good. And, you know, he's got his type, and he always wants to call up his types. Mm-hmm. But then I think what happens is is he gets them there, and Vince, like, deep, deep down under all the fucking evil and old and whatever else he has going on, is still actually a pro wrestling fan. And so when he gets them there and they can't wrestle and they fucking can't talk and cut a promo, he loses interest immediately mm. and he wants to move on. But now that's like the whole system.
1: Right. Right. That's that's a that's a fair wanna point. We don't want to
2: hire we don't want to hire the indie people. But you know the funny thing about the indie people is because they're working all the time and they're working all over the place, you know what they know how to do? Get over Right and cut promos
1: but god forbid you get over and you're not supposed to get over
2: so that's look to my, look
1: to poor Zack Ryder.
2: yeah that, that's, from, just that's almost a decade ago what i think happens you know because i i think vince clearly has his types and that's fine whatever but i also think he wants things that he doesn't want to admit to himself that he wants but then he'll sour on people anyway And and look, this is the funny thing about AEW. I don't know how they're gonna handle it because they have an unbelievable amount of people under contract. They do have a lot of people, yes. And I'm not sure exactly how much TV they have per week, but I think it's like five hours, maybe six max. Oh,
1: including like the the stuff that's on like YouTube. Right,
2: because ramp dynamite is two hours, rampage is one hour, Mm -hmm. and then I think dark and elevation are one hour each. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't quote me, they could be longer. Uh but either way, you know, they just have so many people under contract. And I think right now they're riding high, right? Because everything's going their way. Mm-hmm. They're way ahead of schedule in terms of how many people they thought would be watching the sure, show. Sure. How much money they're making. Just how successful the company is in general. But eventually you're going to have to start, like, not having a million people under contract.
1: I was thinking about this because we talked this all about this a little bit upstairs. But it's it's always going to be different because we know that the reason that WWE was buying essentially buying up all these people was to keep
2: them away from AEW.
1: Keep them away from AEW. Try and snuff out the indies in a way because they had their, they had NXT. They had the thing going in the UK. They were trying to get you know, it was it was almost like the territories again when Vince came in and was like, Oh no, this is all mine now. So And there's just this like I watch AEW and I'm like they use their roster well.
2: But the show is still mostly focused around a certain group of sure, stars. Sure. Right? Like sure. You have you know, most weeks, if you look at AEW, mm. you have The Elite on. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Jungle Boy on. Mm-hmm. You have MJF on. CM Punk.
1: Darby Allen,
2: Yeah, you Sting. Yeah, you have this certain group that are uh, – Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. You have your certain group of people that are kind of always on the show. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't leave a shitload of spots for you to then fill in.
1: It doesn't. That's fair. Like Eddie fair.
2: Kingston is usually on the show. Like I'm trying to think. Like they have a general group of like 10 to 15 people that are kind of always on the show, and then other people might get on if they're feuding with those people.
1: Right. There's something. a shuffle of like the other people.
2: But that still leaves like a hundred other people.
1: They do still. <laughs> you know? There are still a lot of. Like people. There's yeah. so
2: many people under contract, and I like if you start looking at their roster. I think you would actually be surprised by how many people are because there's so many that you just never see. You know, like probably if you think if you just go look at the women. I mean, I think you would have a struggle naming ten women that work for that company. Well, and that is they have like thirty under contract.
1: That's definitely one area where they can do better. Well, sure. it'd be
2: nice if they were showcasing them a little bit more. Yes, I mean, I understand they have the whole problem of maybe a lot of these women just aren't that good yet. Sure. But, I mean, and I know that's why they end up wrestling a lot in, like, darker elevation, mm-hmm. right? To try to get them that experience. Yeah, yeah, Because there are no house shows or whatever. Right. But, like, you, I, to me, there should be time. This is, like, people always give WWE so much shit, right? Because it would always just be like, well, you have enough time to do, like, the Divas title. But that's kind of it. Right. Right. And now I think maybe that's part of the reason they're doing the TBS title for the women mm-hmm. is so they're almost forced There's to a, have a second second a secondary for the women. right,
1: yeah. Instead of a feud where that doesn't have a belt involved. Yeah. Um, no, I mean and AEW is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I enjoy, like watching their shit.
2: Oh, it's dramatically better than
1: Makes WWE. me happy. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff they can improve on. They're not going to be riding high forever. They've done some dumb stuff too, but they haven't, you go back to that CM Punk thing where it was like, okay, we're going to have, we're doing a, a new show, Rampage. We're doing it live from the fucking United Center. Trust us. And trust us. And he, he,
2: I still well, remember and, and up to like and,
1: the fucking like minute that his goddamn music like started. I was like, there's no way. No, they're not doing that. Well,
2: He's not you, coming you're back. You're thinking, well, it's got to happen. But you're so used to being let down. Right.
1: There's that voice in the back of your head going, nah. So then when it does happen, it's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, and then just another shit, too. Like with the Hangman Page thing, This this last show, it's like, this was where the story was leading. He should win the title. He won the title. Sometimes the the simple storytelling and where the story is supposed to go is okay, even if everybody predicted it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said upstairs, I saw a comment on the uh, uh, Squared Circle Reddit where somebody was just like, Tony Khan looks like a genius with his booking because WWE is so fucking terrible. So he's just doing common sense stuff. Yeah, And it's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever because we've (laughs) been getting shit on for the last however many years. You
2: haven't been having shit shoveled down your throat for so long. Right.
1: And that that was all you had unless you lived somewhere where there was a decent indie scene. And we are lucky enough that here, I feel, you know, we, I mean, we used to, we don't much anymore, um, but we were able to go to, you know, some indie shows and see some stuff that wasn't, that wasn't just WWE, which was nice. Because it was just nice to have the refresher. Um, But no, yeah. Like, get fucking... Get Sammy and Kev and...
2: Well, again, though, it's like, a, you know, yeah, sure, I'd love to see all those guys having all the success in the world in AEW, but there's only so much TV there's time There's only so much TV time, right? I almost feel like Rampage should be a two-hour show.
1: It probably should be, and I wonder if it maybe at some point it will be. It's just, like you said... I don't
2: want any three-hour shows. No, I'm not three sitting, hour I'm not shows sitting are, through a three-hour three hour show. Three-hour shows are fucking brutal. I think it's just,
1: it's, like you said, They're they're a little bit farther along than they thought they would be, so this is probably just in the plan. I'm sure at some point down the line i would imagine maybe rampage does become a two-hour maybe it's pre-taped maybe it's live but just so that it's something else that you have that you can showcase people and
2: honestly even though i understand there's only four of them a year but four hours on these pay-per-views and really it's more like four and a half if you're counting the pre-show match Mm -hmm. that's a long-ass show I mean, I. It is. It's it's it can I'm, be a
1: hard sit. I mean, but it's entertaining the whole time.
2: Sure, but I'm more of the opinion like you should. be probably, in my in my personal shooting opinion, for three and a half. Three maybe. is like a better general area to be in. I mean,
1: it doesn't. It's not like again, and I will just keep shitting on WWE. There's I always go back to that one WrestleMania, where like I got to my friend's house, we watched the pre-show it was like two hours. So, you're starting at, like, 3 in the afternoon, and the show goes until, like, 11.30. And it was like, let's all calm down here. There is no reason for this show to be this long. Though I think they split it between two nights now or something. Yes. I haven't watched WrestleMania the last maybe, like, 3, 4, 5 years. But, because it's just, like, who could fucking possibly care anymore? Um...
0: Yeah So, so. You guys have been talking about uh, Wrestling for like the last I don't know hour um, There's a lot to talk about I have just been scrolling through the AEW roster Oh yeah And I, t- I shit you not I, I was scrolling through it for like five minutes Like And they still got Brody Lee On their roster page Which is interesting Um it might be a
2: sentimental
0: yeah yeah it's it's just but anyways um they do no, like just a, it, it just astounded how many people are on that roster
1: and yeah eventually you probably are going to have to let people go but the other thing is you've got WWE is raking in money hand over fist they're a billion dollar company so when they let people go and they're crying poor It's like, go fuck yourself. I think
2: so. Obviously, you know, it's a business. Right. You're going to have to be the bad guy eventually. Yeah, sure. But I wonder if maybe the mindset in AEW, and they've only been around like a few years, so we don't know yet. Maybe the mindset going in was, unless someone does something where we need to fire them, maybe we're just going to let contracts expire. Like, we'll just kind of sign people to whatever X year's contract Mm -hmm. and... If we don't want to keep them around or we don't want to use them when that contract is up, we'll just let the contract expire and we won't re sign them. And so now you didn't you didn't technically fire them. You didn't technically cut them. Their contract just expired. Right. We couldn't maybe, come to terms
1: on a new one or whatever. Maybe it's
2: that'll just... be the tactic they take to not appear like evil corporation cuts people. In the well, middle of a global pandemic, seventy-nine times.
0: So, while one, crying poor, one one thing that crossed my mind is what something that WWE could be doing is flooding the market with talent to make a point. So AEW is not going to sign everyone, and they may they may be looking at it from the perspective: Hey, we drop a whole bunch of people. AEW is not going to pick them all up. And you're going to get stories of wrestlers who can't get work. And it's going to make the point to people who are still signed. Listen, just because you leave here does not mean you're going to get a job at AEW. Sure. But the people who are
2: really good are
0: going to. If... The top talent. But you're not letting the top talent... Well, well who what, you perceive to be the top talent go.
1: Your you're, you're Kevin Steens of the world, if... Sami Zayn, yeah, they're grabbing those guys. They're not going to not grab those guys, AEW. Sure. But no, if you're a, I, I but at the same at the same point at the same
0: time to to what you've been discussing, where do you fit, Kevin Steen, in right I don't, now? You need more time. I mean, you you don't have yeah. there's just not enough airtime for you to do it,
1: Bob. I just I just want to hear Olay again. I know, just one more time, and
0: it'd be great. They need more TV.
1: They do need more TV hey bob but also to alex's point i don't want a
0: three-hour show
2: no can we talk about a man who is sullied the good name of bob
0: oh fuck him
2: you want to lay this out one bobby
0: bobby Kotick. kodak see oh Activision. this the,
1: this douchebag yeah did he have is he st- he's not stepping down is he is he of doubled down not.
0: I I think he's being really quiet right now. Just mm. hoping that it comes and goes. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, fucking Activision Blizzard. Uh, so this goes back to what the beginning of this year, um, was when the first stuff came out. Was it or was it last it, year?
2: No, it was this year. Maybe middle of the year. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Summer, early yeah. summer.
0: So you know it. It comes out that, you know, there's this just incredibly toxic culture at Activision Blizzard of sexual harassment. I think, you know, somebody committed suicide over it Um, and the state of California started to investigate and said, oh, you know, um, have yeah, well, Been investigating for years. Yeah, they
2: filed a lawsuit.
0: Yeah, so they've been investigating a long. Th- right, so they've been investigating forever. They filed the lawsuit, which made it very public, and now you know there's been a lot of um, scrutiny on the company. And
2: We're gonna do things better. We'll improve stuff. Yada yada.
0: Oh, Um. So. So you know that was like over the summer, uh, when. When that stuff started happening and then there was this like there was this um you know when when stuff started coming out there was this infamous email that was sent out from a high up executive not bobby Kotick, um uh it's like the executive v p of h r or something I can't remember her name um that was just really just a terrible email um I can't remember the details of it, but it was basically just a load of horseshit and um the email was so poorly received it was one of the um, leading impetuses towards um a, a walkout the staff had earlier in the year so you know stuff's going on and california's investigating they're suing and then about a week ago Bobby Kotick's whole position the entire time was I had no idea this was, you know, going on at the lower levels and, you know, yeah, we're going to change this, that, and the other. Then about, a, what was it, like a week ago, the Wall Street Journal. Um, and to
2: be fair, before you say this, it is believable that the CEO doesn't know about what's going on with every single one of yes. thousands of employees. Yes. That, that is fair.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing that's, that that sucks about leadership is um, particularly in like a giant organization. Like if you've got one bad business unit, if, you know, if people, people can keep that shit from you as CEO, but you still are supposed to be the one who ultimately takes the blame. That's, That's why you're being paid a shitload of money. Right. That's exactly like, so, you know, it sucks, but you're, you're going to do okay and in fact more more often than not you're going to leave there and you're, you're going to begging you're almost begging more to money. be fired because yeah.
2: you'll get a shitload of money in your severance package and then
0: you'll go get another sweet kid. right exactly right. so so you know this this article comes out last week that oh no 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 um anything he said is just complete bullshit he knew the entire time about this culture and participated in it so it, th- this is not. This oh. is my shocked face. And right.
2: it was the Wall Street Journal, which, first of all, is like the newspaper of rich men. Right. Exactly. And secondly. For them to say anything, is like, oh. You know, the Wall <laughs> Street Whoa. Journal is not going with anything that they can't back up. Right. Exactly. Like that, you it is isn't a random article, blog. An article like that, you, lawyers looked over that and they said, OK, we're good.
0: Right. So it was the Wall Street Journal, right? I believe so. Okay, I want to make sure it wasn't the Washington Post. Um,
1: Well, it's not like the Washington Post. No, it was. Actively anti-business either.
0: Yeah, no, it was the Wall Street Journal. Um, No, but there's a difference. um, No, there is. Yeah, but. Um, Yeah, no, it was the Wall Street Journal. So the Wall Street Journal Post. And then, so at that point, the pressure dials up a notch um you know uh Sony and our Lord and Savior Phil Spencer uh came out and said you know this is we're going to we're really dis-
2: This is this is unacceptable. We're going to reevaluate our relationships with Activision yada yada. Right. Now whether or not that actually happens, who knows, but it does say something that they're willing to say it.
0: It does, and I've, I've I have seen a number of comments out there that are like, "Well, that's not enough." It's like what you, what people need to understand is, the co- courts don't give a shit about your intentions when a contract is involved. Phil Spencer can't just unilaterally go out and cancel all the contracts with Activision Blizzard, probably. You know, so... It will,
1: yeah, no. Unless right. Unless there's...
0: Unless there's some... You know, unless there were very there odd clauses. There may
1: be some clauses in there if there are certain KPIs that aren't being reached, but they're not going to have something in there for this kind of a thing.
0: No. So it's like, you know, listen, guys, I agree that, you know, they, they need to put a firm hand down, but you don't know what they can do or anything at this particular point in time so let's take them at their word for a moment that they mean this okay Just just for a moment you know they do have to do something they do have to react but they're gonna have to figure out what it is and if they ultimately don't do nothing people should remember that and act accordingly (laughs) they won't they won't But they should they should well
2: i think the key actually is is they really don't have to react well, yeah, because you want people to forget it. You know, I, I think traditionally, you know, if you're talking about a major console manufacturer, when do they really, when do you ever hear the head of Xbox or the head of PlayStation coming Come out and, out and, and say anything. saying no, that's big fair. negative comments that's about fair. a major third-party publisher?
1: I think it might have just gotten to a point the with The major
2: third-party publisher.
1: With this, though, that it was like, we can't not say anything.
0: Yeah. So so they said something, which in and of itself is pretty titanic in, in scope. But um, then it came out, you know, like a day or two later, that that email that I talked about a few minutes ago, that executive didn't even write that. You know who did write it? Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> like... Bobby (laughs) this guy is such a gigantic piece of shit and it's so infuriating um and and so I was you know I read one of the things and and I did want to talk about this because one of the things um it goes to sleep automatically the sound should still be on but the screen goes to sleep um one of the things that I was reading on Polygon and generally, I think Polygon is one of the better games media, but this is one where I severely disagree with them. Um, Polygon's argument was that a general boycott is not the way to go because it just punishes the developers who are doing good work. And, you know, the better thing is to just continue to report it in games. Well, with all due respect to the editor in chief of Polygon, Um, That's really fucking stupid. It's good that you're reporting that, but why do you report that? So that people can take action on what you're reporting. If you can report to the end of time that something's going on, but if people don't do anything about it, it makes no difference. What
1: do we always say on this show? You speak with your dollars. It's
0: all about the money. Well, here's the
2: reality. When you're talking about a company like Activision, which has massive games like Call of Duty... Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. No, there's it doesn't matter. not going to be a There's game. not. No, there's definitely not. And there's certainly not going to be enough people who aren't buying the game because of internal happenings at Activision that they would even notice. No, and that's any fair. minor downtick there may, might be in sales, they would probably just attribute to the quality of a game or lack of it, or marketing a game properly or something along those lines rather than oh, well, people were mad at us that our CEO's a piece of shit. Right, you right. Know?
1: All CEOs are pieces of shit,
2: so. <laughs> so well, that's the other fun- so before I forget, one of the other funny things was, you know, after all the things happened with Blizzard and they, uh, you know, the head of Blizzard left or whatever happened, they put these two co-head of Blizzards, heads of Blizzard in charge, mm-hmm. and one was a guy and one was a woman, and one of the funny things was like maybe like a couple weeks ago the woman that they put in charge who was previously heading up um the studio Vicarious visions which is under the activision portfolio Mm -hmm. um well it turned out after they said they were going to change things and yada 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 guess who was making less money than her male counterpart in the same job stop it really yes and so you know she one of the reasons she ended up quitting was because they only offered they only ended up offering her equal money to the guy Mm -hmm. after like one he was there with her saying this isn't right that we're not making the same amount of money (laughs) so good on him i guess good on him yeah but you know they only ended up offering her a pay increase to match after she complained about it and said she was going to quit. It's like, right. Why does she have to complain? She shouldn't have to. When this argument comes up about equal pay, my thing often is, well, maybe two people aren't working the exact same job, or maybe they don't have the same amount of experience. So the equal pay thing can often be hard to figure out if something fair is going on or not but when you have two people in the exact same position who were hired for that job on the same fucking day there should be equal pay yeah Yeah. you know this isn't like oh I'm an accountant at X company and I've been here 10 years and someone else just got hired. So I make more. Oh, well, no, that's a different, a, that's a different story. I'm a entirely. Veteran. If you're this
1: both is, 10 year veterans and you're working the same job and you have the same experience and the dude is making more than the, the woman, there's a problem there.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, just the gaming industry as a whole, is you know a a pretty brutal industry and i think we were talking about it the other night on xbox Alex, uh, that you know in general all of the entertainment industries are tough yes you know they're very they're extremely competitive you are going to work long hours um and that's why you need unions it, just genuine that's why you need unions because They will work you until you die, if not.
1: Your company does not care about you.
2: Well, okay, here's the key to me when you talk about boycotts and developers saying, hey, please don't boycott because it won't be the company that gets hurt. It'll be us that gets fired, and there is some truth to that. But what I would say is if you're saying the conditions within the company are bad for you, But at the same time, you're saying don't do anything that's going to impact our money. Well, then it's on you as a collective group within said company or within said industry to then get together and do something about it. And I laugh. I, I don't laugh, but I roll my eyes when I see, oh, X amount of people walked out for one day. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck does that do? It's,
1: some of it is performative. It's
2: performative. We held up our signs. We took our pictures. But then, what Look, are you? What do you we're doing? We're good people. What are you doing other and than that? And then nothing yeah. happens. Okay. Huh. If well, you're if you're working within Activision, and you don't like working there, you think it's a bad place for women to work at or the working conditions are bad, you're having to crunch five billion hours a year, whatever the deal may be for you personally, if you believe all that stuff is a problem, okay. As a group then, walk out the fucking door and say, we're not coming back until there's change.
1: Well, and that's okay? that's called a strike.
2: Yeah. If you if That's you what unions see, do. If you want to see actual change, get up, And walk out the fucking door until things are better because... Bust out scabby. There's two two options. Because if, let's say, however many people are working on Call of Duty, Mm -hmm. walk right out the door and say, we're done until X, Y, and Z conditions are met. That's a big fucking problem, Mm -hmm. okay? Because they have certain dates they're trying to hit. They have to hit, And if you even have five days where people aren't working at a game on will set you all, back that's gonna hurt
0: sure well and, and and it you know what it makes me think of is you can't come out and say there's a big problem here public do something and then say well you can't but don't boycott that's the only thing the public can do. Well, that's the only do. thing the public can do, right? What yeah. do you, you want me to You can't have do? it both ways.
1: I can't come charging into your workplace and change things for you. I can not buy the products.
0: That's literally the only thing you can do. That's just a that's an
1: idiotic thing for Polygon to have said.
0: It's just, I, I get it. You don't want to hurt these employees. You don't, I get it. But But for stuff to change. They're hurt. That's the point. It's not the consumer that's hurting these people. It's the the management structure there. That's who's doing this.
1: And for there to be change, change is not easy. Change is not simple. Change is not painless. Nope. There's going to be some hurt if you change things.
2: Yep. And the reality is when you talk about a Bobby Kotick or however you say his name. He's not going to be fired because of some article. I was joking with Bob. A video could be released of Bobby Kotick raping a woman on his desk, and that probably would not be enough to get him fired.
1: Well, no, he's making the shareholders a fuck ton of money. (laughs) Right. And Alex she probably had it coming
2: yeah she probably dressed a little slutty that day the or something. skirt was a little high yeah showing too much cleavage she was I really it. she was asking you know for now it. that i think about it's, it
1: it's real this this theoretical woman it's really her
2: fault <laughs> yeah now that i'm um, now that you've framed it for me and i'm thinking about it she's a fucking whore and yeah. she deserved it yeah. yeah anyway sex
1: worker is the term we use
2: no, in this case, just in
1: this case. Oh, she's a whore. Yeah, okay. she's not
2: getting. She's not getting paid for the act. Okay, so just a whore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the challenge. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> I mean, I think like again when we talk about Microsoft or Sony coming along and saying, "Hey, we're going to reevaluate our relationships," yada yada. If that were to actually happen, like if they were to say. We're not going to do X, Y, and Z marketing deals with you anymore. You're cut off from the money stream. Mm-hmm. Or we've decided to yank your game off the store because we can, you know. Right. Uh, that would be something. That would yes. be something where now the board is going to react. You're hurting the bottom line. Now we're talking about lots and lots of money. And
1: that's the only thing and they care the about. And by the way, they can do this.
2: Sony. Sony. Pulled Cyberpunk off the fucking PlayStation store last year when they didn't like how it was running, right? When there was all that public outcry. Mm -hmm. So if Sony decided to come along and said, hey, we've decided for whatever arbitrary fucking reason that we've come up with that we're pulling Call of Duty Vanguard off the PlayStation network, they could do that. Now, would they maybe get sued or something? Possibly. But... I guarantee you if they if they called up the board at Activision, they said, hey, we're giving you a week to find a new CEO. Or this is happening. Or we're pulling you off the PlayStation Network. They'd have a new CEO. I at the busiest you, time
0: of year. He they'd, would be fired yeah. immediately.
1: Yeah, they'd have a new CEO. Without
2: question. But.
0: Just the threat of it would be enough. hmm Yes. So they can
2: do things if they really want to.
1: But they don't because ultimately they don't care.
0: Well, because then they'd have... Because, you know, how much does uh, PlayStation get from every sale of Call of Duty on yeah. the PlayStation yeah, they're store. getting a
2: huge percentage.
0: So... Excuse me.
2: You always want to be the middleman. It's the best to be the middle man. I mean... Oh,
1: because you don't really have to do anything Steam. but you're raking in... Steam! Steam. Exactly, Steam.
0: You just want to be man. Steam. Just be Steam. <laughs> yeah, we don't even make
2: games anymore.
1: He's going to go down over there. I know. Is he under like all of the blankets? I think so.
2: Yeah. Bob the dog has been panting <laughs> for at least twenty five years.
0: It's it's definitely coming through. recording. <laughs> good, that's it's great. Pretty loud. He it's likes to
1: burrow, and then he gets really hot, and then he pants. As I'm sure you can, dear listener, as I'm sure you can hear.
2: So, the challenge. The, the challenge. challenge. What do you want to talk about?
1: I think your the, guy
2: Josh. Oh, Josh. Out.
1: Out. Out. Ousted. I think the funny thing, like I think I was talking to Bob about this earlier. I think Devin is really starting to be like he's starting irritating. to feel that feel that squeeze. Like he knows he's one of the the lesser dudes now.
2: Doesn't want to be in an elimination. Does
1: definitely. I mean, and you wouldn't want to this close to the final, right? No. And I don't think he thinks he can beat anybody. He just wants to get into if it's the final like a
2: pure puzzle, maybe. But
1: there really hasn't been any pure puzzles.
2: No, not really. There's
1: always been some physical kind yeah. of aspect to it. Um, and I think because he's starting to get, he is getting irritating, and it's just like, especially because during. He thinks
2: he's in charge, and it's
1: like you're not in charge, honey. No. Like, if anybody, I don't know that anybody is in charge. I always just defer to CT.
2: Yeah. Well, CT's kind of in charge by default because everyone's afraid of him.
1: Exactly. Um
2: I'm
0: afraid of CT.
1: Um what was I going to say? But the last episode where they were like like getting mad because they were like going to come after uh uh the Emerald team and blow them up and it's like, "Well, yeah, that's that's of the course. that's well, the game."
0: This was this was what was getting on my nerves is and it was getting on my nerves today to or in this latest episode so the last two episodes it's like you're trying to pull an Ashley move where you just scream and hope that well you and the win shit the you're argument. talking
1: about doesn't make any sense because it's like, well, you should care about you know you don't want to screw your friends over and we're gonna win this, and it's like, well, I don't give a fuck if you win the money, I want to win the money too
2: right that's the weird thing it, it it's one thing. If you have some sort of pact that, hey, if one of us wins, we're splitting the money amongst ourselves or something. Right, right, And so I can be on another team and help you win. Right. Because I'm winning anyway. Right. That would be one thing. Right. But if we're not fucking sharing the money here, why would I just rubber stamp your ass into the fucking finals? If if the three of us go on the challenge together, we're friends. We're going to work together. To a point, sure. But if it gets to a point where someone's got to vote in, look, I already know. You two are voting my ass in. <laughs> right. Unless, of course, I get to you and I convince you that Bob with his bum knee has no hope of surviving a final. <laughs> and so he, we should really put him can in we, as a mercy vote. Can
0: we Can we just talk about the the logic you are proposing <laughs> that of the three of us, I'm the least likely... To finish a long-distance endurance race. In
2: a pure endurance situation, on flat surface, Bob, <laughs> you would probably win. But once we take any sort of climbing or incline into it where the knee has to bend <laughs> and a lot of weight has to be put on it, see, you're fucked. Let's see, just be honest. See,
0: I mean, there is some validity to this because I'm not allowed to go climb a mountain and get stronger, so I mean,
1: how dare I? I think that he think of his daughter, his daughter's future, <laughs> and having her father in it would enrich it. What a horrible, horrible hag I am for for denying him his death upon a mountain. You know, Erica. What a bitch! What a cunt!
2: You're a real bitch. I am.
1: I really am. Um. The, the no, whole this argument, whole like. Though, was... Well, don't don't blow us up because we're working really well together. Yeah, and we we well, really want to win. Why we want to blow you up, and it's like, well, I want to win too. I think a- Amanda even said that. She's like, I don't give a fuck about your game. Yeah, what does that help me? That doesn't help me and my kid. Like, no, go fuck yourself. Of course, I'm gonna blow up like Emerald Team. What am I, an idiot? Anybody who didn't do it before like, that was a fucking dumbass.
0: Like they could have like. The, how much time did they have to sit around that day and think of any other possible... Like, as stupid as it would be, any other thing to throw out in that conversation to, as as a reason why they shouldn't infiltrate Emerald.
1: Well, even then, Devin, on the one we watched today, like, going after Tori, it's like, Tori's not on your team anymore, bro. Like, and it's one thing, like you said, Alex, if they have an agreement or something, but...
2: If you're splitting the money at the end, that's one
1: thing. I never got the inclination that they were each other's number ones
2: yeah I don't well first of all it's funny that all of a sudden Devin's talking about how oh on the on the, when we're off the show we're like really close friends I was like since when I feel like you guys have been feuding on the show for years so I was like I
1: thought you hated each other what are you talking about yeah
2: all of a sudden you're real tight.
1: Though I mean, he did like get tight with Josh. So who the fuck knows what happened in the off season. It's been a rough pandemic for everybody, Alex. I guess, but it it's it was it was rubbing me the wrong way because it's like I think he's just he's getting to a point where he's like, I'm I some if I'm I king shit
2: of the universe. Well, and if
1: I am not on the winning team, I'm going to be chosen. And I can't beat these guys in one of these eliminations. Well, and, and here's the deal. That's the way it's coming
0: across. Here's the deal. Um, if you get if you at this point, no one up there is going to beat CT in an elimination, unless like the stars fucking align,
1: unless Satan calls the pact to uh to to he's like okay. It's time.
0: Right. I mean, that's pretty much it. So. That's the Paying only on the, way. Uh, you know, depending on the elimination,
2: there's always a chance. There
0: is always a happen. chance. This is very, very true. There's always a ch- chance, but it's... is that, are, Do you want to take the odds on going against CT? Uh, I do not. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> no one is going to go down and not, be like...
2: Not Fountain of Youth CT, no, that's for sure. Maybe
1: Dad Bod CT, but even then. Because he's
0: good at puzzles and he's fucking a beast you're not you you just again there's no there's any no given sunday but
2: nation wins when ct's involved no
0: but at the same time you know if emerald wins and it's a guy's elimination you've got what ct kyle nelson and logan logan so no, they're not going to vote CT down. CT
1: isn't getting voted down, and if you're and voted no down, pick him. you're not picking
0: him. So CT's in the final. Guess what, Devin? You're not going to beat CT in the final. No. Just you're not th- going to happen.
1: Unless the, the pact comes a-calling. <laughs> Unless Satan comes to collect.
2: Well, then, kind of to your point, if you – if let's say the next challenge, Ruby or Sapphire wins – they're probably going to be thinking, well, whoever gets voted in, maybe Voden gets, maybe Devin gets voted in, and then he gets to pick. But whoever gets voted in, they are highly likely to pick Devin to go against, depending on what it is, or maybe that a uh, manual guy. But you know, a manual is kind of a big unknown quantity. He hasn't right? gone down yet, right? No, I don't think so. Has so, he gone down, Bob? I don't think so. Okay. So, yeah, you have Um, no idea. So, you have no idea. I mean, I guess they have some degree of knowledge based off how he's been performing in the dailies. Sure, sure. But, you know, maybe he's a fucking puzzle god. Maybe he'll get into a hall brawl or something and run (laughs) someone over. Right. You You have no idea. Whereas... Devin is pretty much a known quantity. If it's something physical, he's probably fucked. Mm -hmm. If it's something puzzle related, he has a chance. Yes. You know, so if you're sitting down there and you got to pick someone to go against and you're looking at whatever the elimination is and you're like, well, I think this is going to be physical. Come on, Devin. Come down here. I'm 30 pounds and six inches taller than you. Let's go.
1: Right. I'm going to take you to school.
0: (laughs) So that's what he's scared of. Yeah, I would love to see Devin get rocked in a hall brawl.
2: <laughs> that would be hilarious. I feel like they used to do that more. Like, when someone who was real full of themselves got called in, it would always end up being a hall <laughs> brawl. And you'd get to see Wes get run over or something like that, you know?
1: I would also like to talk about how uh, Josh was wearing... Fessy socks no, and got eliminated. <laughs> the specter of Fessy. Still fucking Josh over.
2: So I maybe I wasn't paying super close attention enough. On the elimination, if they didn't hit the bell, did they have to go up and hit it again? Yes. yes. You couldn't then, and then go grab another board? Yeah, yeah. If
1: you didn't hit the bell, you couldn't grab a board.
2: Correct. Okay. And they I feel both like, missed
0: a bunch. Yeah. Because I
2: feel like they weren't really showing that they had to go up again and do it. I don't know. Yeah, they weren't.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't clear. super clear, but I believe that
0: was the case. Uh, that was a tough elimination. Well,
2: it was. Once they adding in the having to jump at the bell thing really added <clears throat> another aspect to it, because it's not like the bell was in one place. You hit that fucker once. It's well, all over. flying well, over. Please. Then you got
1: to you got to land and then you got to climb back up a fucking ladder
2: so now you gotta jump, you're getting more and more tired. You're getting more and more tired. You have to jump at the bell that's all over the place. And depending on how much it's bouncing around, you gotta get more momentum going, yeah. which is gonna make it harder to time out your jump. Yep. That
0: was not easy. Well No, no. And and on top of that, you're looking at a couple of different levels of energy that you're using. Because you know, just going up and down the ladder, okay. That's you know that's pretty strenuous cardio, but that's also vertical cardio, which you know they're not really there are running there, and they made a point to show that Josh was running in this episode. But <laughs> you know they, there's no stair climber there that I've seen. Like that's tough cardio, and then on top of that, the jump is explosive strength, like that wears on you so quick oh yeah and so they had to do that jump well, minimum, minimum 16 times, times. Yeah. and, and they- it was
2: probably more like 20 22 23 something like that yeah. yeah
0: so that that was really tough it was a good elimination too it was and that and and which another point the why do the dailies just suck and the eliminations are good can we have good dailies?
2: This Please? was another daily, too, where it's like, oh, we're going to have this big crash in the fucking middle. They got to run through each other. And then there was almost like no contact.
1: Well, it annoyed I, me because I was really when I saw what it was like the previews last week. I was like, oh, here we go. Awesome. But it reminded me of the one from Rivals where yeah, CT is like, I finally get to my hands on somebody. The three or ways
2: was stupid. I mean, I get it. There's three teams, but. But when you make it three ways, you can't see what's coming at you. Right. So there's no opportunity to, like, crash into someone full speed. Right. Because no matter what, you have to turn in. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and... though Tori got rocked pretty good from... uh, Was it Casey?
0: A little bit. Not not in the way you wanted it to be, but... I was also very confused by by this daily, like... I was like, what the fuck they is even going on? They didn't explain
1: it super well. Yeah. And then there was Kyle being an idiot. I mean, is he just being an idiot or is he like, is he trying to do a thing?
2: Probably trying to do a thing. Okay.
0: I did what I thought too. And we were talking about this a little bit. And if you look at like how the house treats, has been treating Kyle, um, I mean, they all love Kyle. He's, he's a fun guy to be around. But as far as game goes, like, they're all very much done with him and very, and, and, you know, so it was like, if it was just, he made a mistake, you know, but that he would did that earlier
1: off. in the season and he said, he was like, Oh, I fucked up. I'm right. sorry. Cause it was with Devin was like, what are you fucking doing, man? Like,
0: yeah. So he screwed up back then he screwed up this time. It's like, what the hell are you actually doing, Kyle? Well, what's
1: the end game, right? right? Like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? It doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: But um, Josh, um it's elimin- just getting you into eliminations.
1: Well, right. Exactly. You're just pissing people off. So, so
0: <laughs> whatever your plan is, it's not working out.
1: Well, and I mean, you, you're you saying Devin's your number one guy and you're not going to call him down.
2: How long Maybe does that hold? The mindset was if I help Emerald win and now Devin has the power he's at least not going to direct them to vote me in so someone else will get voted in, and then they would have to say my name. So there's at least one level of protection. Mm. He could still get called in, but Kyle's pretty good in elimination. He is. So, you know, people might think, well, we don't want to call him in, you know? That might be what the thought process was. Maybe. Like, well, we'd then, rather I mean, take a go at... Logan, because we really don't know how good or bad right. he is. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I mean, I, I didn't think Josh was a bad call because Josh has won what one elimination? Yeah. Josh ain't anybody.
0: Remember when he won that elimination?
1: And they made it like a thing, and, and it he the like,
0: greatest win of all time. But oh it was my like, god!
1: Like when it, it was like a sad win too, wasn't it? Because it wasn't really it was like anything real,
2: not very coordinated. Nothing yeah. Special, and it was like,
1: oh, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. And so, I, And again, I think that's why Josh got called in, because it's like, hey, Josh is generally a goofy motherfucker, as CT likes to say. The goof. And, the goof. you know, he doesn't do that well in eliminations, so I'm going to call a guy in. Rather than calling in Emmanuel, who God only knows how know, he's going to perform in this right. situation, Josh, I generally know Josh kind of sucks Josh normally. lost the tug of war to a one-handed man. But to be fair to Josh, he barely lost this elimination, so he is improving. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, he is. And, well, you know, when he came in, and he did look, he looks better this year.
0: Yes, yes. But Josh, Josh lost is. a tug of war to a one-handed man. Well, <laughs> I think Josh's
1: other problem is theoretically,
0: he, though, Erica.
2: A lot of people lost a marathon to a one kneed man
1: i think uh josh tends to overpromise. he's like i'm friends with everybody and it's like you can't do that so like and then he fell way too easily into amanda it was amanda right where she's like well who who on your team would Would you you theoretically and it's like you know what you say to that i'm not no this is just not a conversation that we're going to be having yeah, because when there's cameras around, and I'd like to come back next season, and two, you're going to use this against me as soon as you can, <laughs> because you're Amanda.
0: Yeah, he he he's not very smart. And I think you got to get show. away from Fessy. Oh yeah, listen, that Big Brother alliance is not an alliance. It's like well, a Fessy's is
1: doing whatever he wants to do.
0: You can't. So this is a thing I know. Alex, you've talked about before is, you know, things should have constant like season to season. Things should be like when you fuck up like that, that should carry season to season. Like people should come into the to this season with Fessy knowing what he pulled last season, and be like, I ain't touching him with a ten fucking foot pole. I'm not working with him. Yeah, no. He can ride solo, right? And and or he can ride with Casey, but. And, you know, it's like, you're like, because this is the thing. This is who he is. He, he, whatever he is outside of the show. I don't know. I don't care. But this is who he is on the show. And he's going to make impulsive, short-sighted decisions. And that's going that in if you happen to be in that scenario, you are going to get screwed. Mm-hmm. So yep. don't align yourself with someone like that line that line yourself with someone predictable who you can trust well
1: and fessy doesn't have that winner's instinct at least no. not yet not he's, that I've seen
0: he's got that Jay Cutler instinct <laughs> but come on seriously this is why I always do, like as as, as incredibly talented as Jay Cutler was he has he, he you could see it in his face he's got that loser mentality of i'm there's no way i can win this so i'm gonna stop trying give up right you know and it's like no, you gotta fight until the very end right until it's over
1: because you don't know you have no idea again satan could come to call the facts uh to account you don't know what's gonna happen
0: all i know is if fessy had pulled that shit on me And I saw that tape after, because, I mean, I will give Casey, maybe she didn't realize in the moment how big of an asshole he was being. You're not
2: processing things. But if
0: I saw that tape and I looked at that, I'd be like, motherfucker, you can go eat a dick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're friends. Doesn't seem like it.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, go fuck yourself, man.
2: Hey, let's talk about. A much more positive situation. Sure. The Challenge All-Stars. Ah. Erica. Yes. How did you not enjoy this season of the Challenge All-Stars?
1: I thought at the beginning it was a little rough. I I thought that first episode was rough. And I know I, you said it was much it's I much harder you challenge put than it seems. These seemed. new
2: people that are 20 25 years old and that same challenge, they look like a bunch of dumbasses. And
1: too. that's fair. I thought that first challenge though was a little like mm, and I was like I don't know that I want to watch like people very past like not past their prime but just it it seemed like it was going to be a rough sit. And then the second episode kind of pulled me back in. The trivia one.
2: The trivia one was great because like, trivia is always great. TJ's pure joy. TJ's
1: having a blast, and I was like, "Okay, let me. I'll, I'll watch Katie, the rest
2: of this." Like busts her nose open again. He's <laughs> laughing at her. How? How? <laughs> He's such how? A dick. Every time. I don't know. Wouldn't you try to land on anything but your face? I don't know.
1: I don't know if like one of the boards hit her weird or whatever, but. I did uh, overall, though. I thought of, uh, with Anissa, I was like, "This is this is your chance, honey. If if you're ever gonna win one,
2: yeah, it's gonna be it's while gonna be else one of these. Out of shape too. It's one of
1: these, and yeah, no.
2: I I just thought the daily challenges were way more entertaining. Like they came up with a bunch of stuff that was actually fun to watch. Yes, that is which fair. has been a big problem with the regular challenge seasons lately. A bunch of challenges that look cool on paper but are boring and they do some big explosions or something they're d- driving through the fucking dirt whatever they're doing but when you watch them it's like eh, it's fine it's nothing right. nothing not doing anything for me a lot of these daily challenges were actually fun to watch uh the eliminations some of them were the classics but there were some new ones in there too and they were some fun eliminations Uh, You had some people losing their fucking shit. The one crazy witch lady, um, when she got called to that elimination, just lost her mind and quit.
1: You got to try. Was it Arisa?
2: Yeah. Arisa? Arisa, that sounds right. You got to try. You at least got to try. She's coming down there like, can we box? You know, like, she's talking all this shit, and then she just quits. What?
0: Well, she, I read an interview with her, um, uh, or part of an interview rather um, A little bit after that And I guess uh, Like she You know she, she found out that she was getting picked And you know At first she was kind of like okay let's go And then yeah cause she didn't have her stuff that They had to send her to the dressing room And she gets changed And all this other and I guess while she was in The, the dressing room she was really stewing On it and That she said. That's when she decided. She was like, "You know, fuck this. I'm just not going to do this." You got to
1: at least try.
2: What do you think you're there for? Do you think this is like friends hang out and kumbaya and whatever the fuck? No, it's a competition. There's half a million dollars on the line. They want to kill you. Exactly. They're going to be nice to you, but they want to kill you. Well, it might be
1: civil. You know, it's like, yeah, we're going to hang out and whatever. But when it's game time, it's game time, man. The
2: thing is, they didn't. It's not like she was acting like it was this big fucking snake move by a bunch of assholes. All Mark did was save Katie. He had no idea what was going to happen. He probably wanted to see it happen. So they knew. So he would know for a men's day going forward how to play it, you know? And instead, she, and so now they have to vote, and it's like, holy fuck. Okay, well, we're going to vote the person we're not friends with. Right. Right? That's right. what they did. She was like, had alienated herself from the house. She didn't really have any friends, so they voted for her. I did laugh when they go to vote, and I think TJ goes, okay, Darrell, who are you voting for? And Darrell fuck. goes- you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Durrell the, was a delight on the this The first season.
2: guy always has to, or the first person in general, always has to set the tone for the voting, you mm-hmm. know? So he's like, oh, my God, you screwed me.
0: Durrell this uh, the whole season's been great. They were like, oh, you can say fuck all you want. And Durrell was like, fucking A-right. But here's
2: the thing. There's always been all that swearing on the show. It's, it's just, just censored. censored. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they didn't. There wasn't
2: any change. They swear like this all the time. Yeah. it, it, it was it's just weird because you're used to it being censored.
1: Right. So the first time you hear it, you're like,
2: what? The other thing that was weird was I was wondering if they were suddenly going to do full nudity on craziness out of nowhere. Because they showed some flashback of like Ruthie and Tech jumping into the pool on some season of the real world or something. And nothing was censored. So I was like. Are they going to have people? Because you know, like at some point during the season, someone starts stripping clothes off or something. Oh, always, yeah. So I was like, "Oh man, are we going to like really be seeing some crazy we're going shit like on full this frontal? Season?
1: Like what the fuck?"
2: <laughs> but I don't think there ended up being any of that. You know, hanging
1: brain on the
2: fucking Paramount maybe, Plus app, and maybe they told him don't
0: do that. I don't know.
2: And you know,
0: what? And they're having fun. They're having a good time. Unlike what was it War of the Worlds or World War? Of the, what was the one oh the my
2: bunker? God. The one that was well, a, there was a f- misery. There was
1: like two where that was like the,
2: the one where Kara Maria and Polly were running the game was pure misery the entire time until the moment they lost, and then it was pure joy. Yes, as the tears well it was cathartic down Cara Maria's face because it was just you like loser. I think that's the last time we've seen her on the challenge, maybe.
1: That mm, you might be right. Yep.
2: That might be the end of Cara Maria's challenge career. Could
1: be. Unless
2: well, maybe she comes back on All Stars.
1: See, that would make sense to me. Like, yeah, you, she, that would make sense, her being there.
2: Well, I think, I mean, this is the one thing about All Stars. One, I think the show was clearly originally going to be called The Challenge Legends. Because it's like legends all over the house. They call them legends in any every interview. I think the first time I heard them say All-Stars was like during the final or something. And who knows? That might have been voiced I, over I or thought
1: legends made more sense, personally.
2: But I think the problem is, is no matter what you call the show, it's really the challenge, old folks. Yes. But they're not going to call it that. No, because you can't. <laughs> yeah, so, right. It's like even whether you call it legends or all stars, it really doesn't fit either way because these people, some of them fit that bill, sure, but the cast as a whole doesn't, doesn't. even come close.
0: You know, you know, what you could call it. You could just call it the challenge masters, the challenge old school, the masters division.
1: I don't know. Mark Long looked like shit though.
2: I disagree. I don't, I don't know. think he so old. for a guy that was fifty.
1: Yeah, his face. Mm didn't age well.
2: I think the reality is for a guy that was fifty, who's mm-hmm. probably spent a shitload of time outside. Sure. So you're gonna have a lot of sun damage to your Sure. Skin, sure. He looked good, all things considered.
1: Oh no, I mean his body looked good.
2: He was still competing Oh as good yeah, yeah, as anyone. yeah.
1: Sure, sure. Darrell looks the same.
0: Durrell, Durrell, <laughs> Durrell
2: is may very well be a vampire. is
0: <laughs> my favorite.
1: Might also have the Satan. Pack. He took
0: it. Took a little while for him to grow on me, but I love Darrell. He's he's just a fun time. I was a little, I was a little surprised
2: with how well Yes performed in the final because, like, Yes is okay. You know, he has some things going for him, right? Like he's really good at math. You know, he has some stuff going for him. Clearly, he has endurance, but I was a little blown away with just like. How well he was doing, you
0: know? Maybe he's an ultra runner.
2: Maybe he, too, is an endurance athlete.
0: He might be. I'll have to look him up in the directory.
2: Hmm. How many of them are you? <laughs> are there?
0: are <laughs>
2: I can't you speak try English hard.
1: <laughs> Me talk good.
2: Words. Tough. Move on.
0: Well, you see, Alex, if you want to just see how many there are, all you have to do is go to ultrasignup.com.
2: You know, that's the funny thing, Bob, is anyone can go on their LinkedIn and say they're an endurance athlete.
0: Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, That's why you need to have an account on ultrasignup.com and of race results.
2: Here's the other thing, Bob. When I think about this now, you always say, you know, doing a marathon – This is something you can't buy. You have to actually do it, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. The people who run said website, they can be bought. Just like anyone (laughs) else, okay? If I had enough money and knew the right person, I could finish first in that fucking race. And I wouldn't have to lift a fucking foot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know you wouldn't have done it.
2: But I'd have the medal and it would irritate the flying fuck out of you. <laughs> and really, what else is there to life at that point? Not much. I mean, I wouldn't finish first because that would draw too much attention, right? You, you, everyone would know. Okay, you, sure, you, you didn't finish. Sure, first. I would just finish eh, like a hundred places in front of Bob because he wouldn't have any way of knowing. He wouldn't be able to see me, you know. I would just, he would just know forever that I defeated him in a marathon and it didn't make any sense to him. It's like, Alex didn't train. I'm out here running 16 fucking miles every fucking Sunday. What the fuck? How did he do it? I can't believe it. He's better than me. It would drive him crazy, (laughs) Erica. He would probably, it would turn him into... The Alex Jones of endurance athletes. See, I would just—he would be going down the conspiracy theory rabbit
0: hole. I would just know that you paid somebody to take your bib and run the race for you.
2: I, I think you're you're thinking too many steps. Like there is not <laughs> that much work involved. I just have to pay off the guy that puts in the results. That's it. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to get fifty-five different people involved to pay them all off. I just have to pay
0: off I mean one guy. And I feel like your you, my scenario you're really only paying off one guy too.
2: That's true. And but maybe that probably for a lot less it.
0: than mm-hmm. you'd have to pay the guy who manages see, the See, here's the problem. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. There's the possibility that someone takes a picture of my guy wearing my bib crossing Mm -hmm. the finish line, Mm -hmm. and it's not me. Yeah. That picture is going to get taken. And so people could look that up and figure it out. If the result is in, maybe, and no one ever sees me actually doing it, oh, well, maybe the picture got lost or they just didn't catch him crossing the finish line, yada, yada.
0: You see what I'm saying? So when I see your finish time and your results page and I go back and watch the video... Of the finish line, which for all USATF certified events, there has to be one. This is the most white oh,
1: shrewd ass conversation.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, but the problem is, Bob, in the 10 second span that you would have seen me cross the finish line, the video glitched.
1: <laughs> Fuck, it's lost forever.
2: Can you believe it? Can't. <laughs> I finished... Did you hear this about this, Erica? I finished 100 places better than Bob. I I did hear that. When I ran the Chicago Marathon. That was a
1: rumor that I heard. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I really did well, and I'm glad you appreciate my contributions to the endurance athlete cause. (laughs) And you know what else? I don't have a bad fucking knee either. Look at that. Anyway, the Challenge (laughs) All-Stars was way better than the regular Challenge has been in at least five years. Like It's not even close. Yeah. The one thing... If I was going to say a problem with the show, is there really should have been a male and a female winner. I agree. I would agree with that as well. It's not really fair to have men and women competing heads up. Well,
0: what I would have done.
2: If there would have been the pairs the whole way through and then just. I guess the top person wins, but you've been paired up the whole way, and it's just the top point getter wins. That would be one thing, I suppose. But once you made the last day individual,
0: well, what I would I would have split the last day. You can keep your points the way it is up until the last day, but you know, it, the the that last day.
1: Well, they made the last day double points too. Didn't it was they? double
0: points, but it should have been. You know, the the first woman and the first man both get 10 points or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, um, because they, they. I mean, uh, I know. Um, I, I mean, just look at it. A, uh, what was it? yes. And Darrell and Mark were just light years ahead of the first female finisher.
2: Yeah, I think it was Kellyanne. So, yeah. yeah and, and Kellyanne and John tied in the end. And yeah. if. It would have been just the first female finisher gets ten points. John A just wins for the women.
0: Mm-hmm. Or not just
2: sorry, Kellyanne just wins for the women. Mm-hmm. And there really should have been something like that because at the end of the day, look, I know, like the challenge every once in a while likes to act like, you know, men and women, equal playing field, yada yada. When you bring in a physical, a highly physical aspect it's not really an even playing field. It just isn't.
1: Well, I would say if you had, like, you have dudes who are clearly training and, like, the women you're bringing on, maybe not so much.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kellyanne There's, stays in shape, but other than that... Well, okay.
1: Staying in shape and training are two very different things.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, what's, so, just an interesting thing that I've come to learn from getting involved in the running world is we well, it's relevant. It's relevant <laughs> to getting, this discussion. Getting, it's ahead. relevant at the shorter distances. And now I don't know how far they were running. I, th- I want to say they said it was like five miles. I mean, it was five miles like straight the fuck uphill, but so it's still a relatively short distance. What you see in results is, um, you know, Generally, the, there is going to, at the shorter distances, men are going to perform a lot faster than women, um, kind of across the spectrum. Now, once you start getting to much longer distances, like 100 miles plus, that gap comes way down. In fact, right now, the top, uh, the top ultra runner in the world, uh, is a woman, Courtney Dahlwalter, and she's just crushing every race. Um, overall, not just for the women. So it, it is like, yeah, if you want to talk about, for one, you know, for one reason or another, at those super long distances, it's it's more even. But at these short distances, you just can't. It, it's just not fair. Now let's
2: talk about. The most upsetting thing that happened in this season, though. When Nehemiah fucking got called Nehemiah. into that elimination, and he called down poor Kendall to be his partner after she had already won two eliminations, I could have fucking killed him.
1: But I think they thought, oh, it's Big Easy and Gisella." Yeah. Easy. Toss up.
2: No, see, if he thought it was easy, you could call up any, you could call down anyone. Mm. He's calling down Kendall because it's the best woman and he wants to fucking win.
1: Well, there's, but there's also that though. He does still want to win even though.
2: And this was after Nehemiah talked all that shit. Oh, it should really be people down here who haven't gone in, yada, yada. He calls in the woman who's had to go in twice. And then she didn't fuck that up. He did. He fucked that up. He screwed her, and he lost to Big Easy. Second time losing to Big Easy in elimination. He's a fucking loser. And he brought down Kendall with him. She should have been there in that final. Who knows what happens? Because Kendall true. was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kendall was better at the, however old she is, 40-something. She's better than most of the current-day women, let's
0: be honest. Okay? <laughs> I'd have been furious if I was her. I mean, and that was the game, and I I, I can't say I would have made a different decision than Nehemiah made, but I mean, that's it. What did you should suck. be
1: winning that
2: elimination?
0: Yes, yeah, he fucking fell like a chump. Nehemiah sucks. Well, and and like
1: Gisella was, fell remember, and like Gisella
2: was hurt. Gisella was up her hurt. Knee, yes. right. Yeah, she blew her knee out. Yeah.
1: Like Jesus Christ! Like, come on, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what a loser, I hate, honestly. I, I just don't like the- I've never- I've not seen every he's season so Nehemiah's full been himself. on, He's like
2: Wes, except he's nowhere near as good.
0: Well, oh, and Wes, Wes- Wes, at least, is like- He's got some self- He's self-aware. Yeah. Like, he's playing a character. There's a bit of it. a charm remember,
2: there. Remember when they were in the bar and Nehemiah's like, you don't want me in that elimination. I'll fucking crush you. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah? Shut up, Nehemiah. All right, All right buddy.
0: Oops.
1: Whoops! Well, that's the thing. If you're gonna talk trash,
2: you you gotta win. Here's the other thing: who cast the vote to put you in? Anissa, drag her ass down to the elimination, and she's saying, "Oh, if you guys call me in, I'll quit. I'm gonna do Snow Angels in the sand, then get down here and do yeah, those yeah, fucking." Go ahead. Snow who cares? Angels, I don't bitch. give a shit. Right? Because I don't believe you. I'm calling your bluff she doesn't she's talking all that shit oh I always get called in right before the finals and then I lose okay come down here and win then
0: right don't lose maybe come in shape what who said that yeah again this is what we
2: always say about the challenge you know Whatever you want to do in your normal everyday life, that's fine. If you're going on an athletic competition show, maybe you should work out a little. and cut some weight. Just a little. Just a thought. Just a smidge. But... like At least Gisela, or whatever her name was, has the excuse of, like, I haven't been doing this for 15 years or something. Right. So maybe, been on maybe I'm thinking we're going to do the old carnival games, have a good time thing. Right. You come in and it's a fucking whole new thing. Right, right. And Nisa knows what's going on. She's just lazy. Right. Also, here's my thing, okay, that I truly don't understand. You're at, like, the ultimate place to get in shape. Because you're doing all these competitions. You have nothing to do for the majority of the time when you're not sitting around arguing with people. Just go in the backyard and fucking run laps. Like... If you and she's at these, she's on these challenges all the time like how has she not cut some degree of weight yet
0: because she's not really trying to win she's just trying
2: to have a good time just hanging out but she pretends like she cares about
1: winning well yeah which is annoying but it's like we all know why she's there yeah And that's fine
0: I mean like because here's the thing and um you know I I, I don't know what the training regimen looks like for, you know, the people who do take it seriously and like what, like what CT has done to get back in shape. But I can tell you that to get to where I'm at, I train seven days a week. I don't run seven days a week, but I'm doing some form of exercise literally every day. And even still, and I've been doing this for almost a year now, and I still don't feel like I'd be able to win a final. Or, I, you know, I think I could finish a final, but, you know, it, it, you got to put in that effort.
2: Well, the key is for someone like CT, like you see the way he looks like he's like 25 again or something, his body does at least. That's that plays into that whole thing where your body rebounds more easily to a state that it's used to being in. Mm -hmm. You know, so his body was used to being muscular, in shape guy for 30 years years. or something. And so he just starts working out a little bit and all of a sudden the weight goes flying off and he's cut, you know, jacked CT again. That's different from when. You know, someone else hasn't been working out for their whole life, or something. You know, it's two different scenarios.
1: Right. Well, everybody's body is different, right? Mm -hmm.
0: But I mean, the point still stands. Like, well,
1: if you're you're gonna go, if you're going to go on an athletic competition show,
2: yeah, you could lose weight.
1: You could lose weight. Don't complain that because and yeah, is it annoying that nobody wants to run a final with you? Yeah, I'm sure that hurts and that sucks. But there's a reason. But there's a
2: reason. They have a valid point. Right. Because you're
0: it, in the literal anchor. And because and right. that's the thing. You you could be fine the the entire rest of the season almost. The final is always cardio endurance.
1: It's a different animal than the rest of the season. For sure. It's just what it is. At least and that's the way it's been...
0: And I I remember, like, a couple seasons ago, they had, like, um, a mini final in the middle of the season or something. It was just a big, long run. And she died on that. And it's like. Well, it's like, yeah. Here. Right. (laughs) Like.
1: Well, because you can't just pick up and run. No. You can't. I'm training for that 5K right now, and you can't just pick up and run.
0: No. It takes it takes a long time. You and gotta get there, and you know it's. I think it's worth it. It's for a whole slew of reasons. But if if you are gonna do it as a competition, like if what you're the
1: fuck to are you are coming, you can. If you are saying that you are coming to compete, come to compete.
2: I have to tell you, Erica, when I did the marathon, it was shockingly easy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, for some people. Yeah. Like you, I'm sure for our listener, it would be very easy. Yeah, it was very easy. It's did been a couple hours we hadn't mentioned him, so you, I felt we, we, we should.
0: Did you have a good time in Boys Town?
2: You know, I really don't remember where I was. I was just in the moment, just running. <laughs> I was so fast. Did you know I was faster than you? <laughs> Maybe if you were less focused on where you were or weren't, you would have performed better.
1: All right, it is quarter after 11. Yes.
2: On that note, that's not my fault.
1: It's, it's not. not my fault. It's not.
2: Thanks for being here in your own home. It's pretty nice for a Coke mansion. Hug me. Hold me tight.